Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. It's good to be back live tonight after a uh, great Fourth of July weekend. Hopefully, everyone had a uh, uh, a relaxing and uh, prosperous uh, holiday, uh, spending it with friends and family. Um, you know, in fact, this is actually a really good week for uh, myself. I'll be celebrating. A couple of you have already, you know, wished me a happy anniversary, but my wife and I will be celebrating three years on this Wednesday. So, uh, shout out to my my lovely wife um, and everyone who has, uh, you know, offered uh, support and been supportive over the last, uh, you know, several years. Tonight's show is going to be, you know, a special Ask Dadon Advice edition, uh, where we're going to be discussing a topic that many of you have actually. Uh, inquired about over the years and, and kind of uh, asked, you know, would we, did we have plans on discussing this? You know, what did I think about it? Tonight we're going to be talking about aliens, uh, demons, uh, the extraterrestrial, the supernatural. Um, you know, over the years, you know, people have, you know, obviously been seeing movies and, you know, television shows and, you know, uh, Articles and magazines and things like that And just, you know, toys have been marketed And almost really shoved down our throats um, In the form of, you know, zombies And, you know, other things like that, giants And, you know, obviously you can look at it From an entertainment standpoint But we can also look at it Which we're going to do tonight From a biblical standpoint Which is something that, and I'm not sure about you guys That I really have never seen done before I've never heard any sermons you know, I've never seen any TV shows, I've never heard any radio shows where somebody actually, you know, took some time and, and spoke about specifically what the Word says, you know, about, you know, uh, you know the extraterrestrial, supernatural, things are that, that are not of this world. You know, so we're going to do that tonight, and I'm not going to do it by myself. We have a special guest today uh, who's going to be here with us. Courtney has the evening off, but... My, uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, friends for a long time, uh, uh, Minister Oshel High is here with us this evening to to help us discuss this. This is something that I would actually consider him to be an expert on. I don't, and you know me, I don't even, you know, I don't like that word. I, I use it very infrequently. But if there was uh, an expert on this subject, someone who is very familiar with the Word of God as well as very familiar with documented cases. Of, of of things of the and I don't want to say too much about it because I definitely want him to introduce it, but things that are not of this world, things that have been documented and th- you know out here in, in, in society, um, you know we're, we're going to combine the two. We're going to talk about it, talk about some actual sightings, talk about some uh, cases of abduction, but also really talk about what the word, what the Bible uh, says regarding these things. So uh, as always. Uh, when we're live, you guys are welcome to call in with any questions or, or, or comments or feedback or anything that you guys may, um, you know, just want to share or contribute to the show. Uh, we definitely keep it real, you know, and I know that, you know, this is new, you know, for many people, they're listening just from an, you know, an information standpoint. They just, you know, this is new to them. They want to uh, learn, you know, and so definitely that's okay. Um I would encourage everyone, I will say this to before we get into it, you may want to get your Bibles because I know Osho is very, you know, he's like me. He likes to back things up, you know, with the word and, you know, everything is from a biblical standpoint, a spiritual standpoint. So we're going to be spending a lot of time examining certain scriptures 
that speak directly to the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. So this is definitely going to be a groundbreaking show. I'm excited about it. It's always good to talk to my friend Osho. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and introduce him now. My man Osh, Osh Diggity Dog. Oh, my bad. So we got to keep it professional, man. What's going on with you? Go ahead and introduce yourself to uh, to the people. How you doing? How's everyone doing out there? As Daydon said, my name is uh, Minister Osho High. And, um, you know, just um, as he said, we're going to talk on, uh, you know, some subjects today, uh, aliens, UFOs from a biblical perspective. Um, Daydon, I appreciate you having me on the show. I uh, appreciate that much. So I just want to say thank you for that. No, absolutely, man. You know, it, it, me. This is a subject that you and I have talked about over the course of you know the last several months, and this. And I'll be honest, you know, you guys know me. I keep it real. This was not a subject that I was passionate about. You guys know I, I speak a lot about other subjects uh, that you guys are used to hearing about seven nights a week here. You know, many different subjects, but this was has not, you know, historically been one of the things that I've been really interested in, but just being friends with Osho and listening to some things that he has shown me as well as some research that I've done on my own from an, you know, a research perspective as well as a biblical perspective. This stuff is like eye-opening and mind-blowing to me. So me, you know, I don't talk about anything that I'm not passionate about. You know, you know what I'm saying? If you guys notice, there are a lot of things out here that I like to, as I call it, let mentally marinate. This was definitely one of those shows. This isn't something that's new to us, you know, but it's something that I've wanted to familiarize myself with, you know, before I even put it out there to you guys. And this is also something I know Osho has been spending years researching. So we're just, you know, and we've even, you know, talked about this. We've prayed about this. You know, what is the best way to introduce this pe- this information to the masses? So, um Definitely, man. I'm just excited to be here. It's good to have you here. I want to jump right into it because there's so much to talk about, so much information that I want to make sure we get into uh, on this evening. Uh, but again, six four six two zero 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 three six six is the caller number. With any type of questions or uh, or feedback or comments, you know, we Osho keeps it real. I keep it real. So definitely, um, you know, we can jump into it. Osho, let's start this way. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I mean, you introduce yourself, but give them a little bit of information about your background, you know, who you are, what you do. We know you're a minister, but just just so they have a feel of, you know, who who are they listening to giving this information? Sure. As I as I said earlier, my name is uh, you know, Minister Osho High. Um I've been involved for ministry uh for over 7 years. Uh I'm a husband, um and a father. I have two children. Um, you know, from a academic standpoint, I have a, a BS in uh, animal science from Tuskegee University, uh, and I also have my uh, MA, uh, Master's of Theology from Regent University in Virginia. Um, and currently, I work in the field of counseling. So, just to give you a little background about myself. Good. And so, let's talk. And let me just tell you guys, Osho is one of those guys. Me and him. Understand, we go back, one of my first real friends, you know, I'm talking about high school. And uh, so, I, I mean, understand, I know Osho very well. He knows me very well. Everything you're going to hear from Osho, and this is, you guys listen to me every night. You may not be familiar with him, but I'm, I'm just telling you this. Un- listen to what this man is talking about, you know, when he speaks, because if there was ever a man who, you know, and I'm being, this is 100% real for me, a man who was, on fire for God, you know, I've never met anyone who was more on fire for God, for Jesus Christ, and, and, and preaching the word. In fact, you guys, Osho might not have heard, but you guys have actually heard many stories 
about Osho and our experiences early on in life, you know, as far as when he was just living for Christ and, and spreading the word of Christ. So I, I say all that to say, you know, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's gotten me through some, some tough situations spiritually and, and just relationship-wise and things like that. So definitely um, a, a good brother. Uh, but Osho, mm-hmm. let's jump into yes. it, man. Let, let's let's okay. talk about these... Uh, you know, E.T., no, I'm just messing with you, no, I'm just, well, we are going to talk about, no, to be serious, how did you become interested in, you know, alien life forms, the extraterrestrial, the supernatural, what what was it that got, that sparked your interest initially? <clears throat> well, um, you know, Dana, to answer that question, and for everybody out there, um, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people can probably relate as well, as, you know, as most kids, um you know, most kids do. Um, I yeah, long had an interest in, in science, you know, science fiction. You see stuff on TV. Um, you know, I was in the superhero characters, as, you know, when I was young, like Spider-Man, you know, Superman, Wolverine, you know, Incredible Hulk, all the, you know, different superheroes. Um, I'm sure everybody, you know, knows, pretty much knows about superheroes. And, uh, you know, and also I was into um, not only that, but, you know, science, uh, sci-fi shows. You have your shows like uh, had shows back in the day like Outer Limits or Doctor Who, probably um, you know uh, ringing a bell for a lot of people jogging their memory. Quantum Leap, you know stuff like that. Star Trek, so you know which is uh, I had been on this uh, on TV for years. So you know even some of these superheroes, you know when you look at Superman, well what is Superman? He's supposed to be from another planet, an alien. You know when you look at sci-fi shows like Star Trek, well they're traveling through space. You know, meeting aliens, uh, you know, um, alien life forms from other planets. So, you know, that that's kind of how I got into that. Uh, so, aliens to me, um, you know, seem like, you know, that's what I'm watching on TV. That's what I'm reading in comic books. So that kind of becomes a natural progression, you know. As we're growing up, we're impressionable, and so if somebody gives you something, shows you, and say, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, draws a storyline with characters from other worlds, well, then you're probably going to start to wonder, well, are there really, you know, beings from other planets and other worlds? You know, you start wondering about that. So, and then there was a show like Sightings, I think, came out in 1995. Some people may know about that. And they supposedly had actual footage of alien craft or UFOs, um, you know, on TV. And also I'd heard about all the, you know, abduction cases, uh, which were had a lot of similarities across the world. So that's kind of how I became interested in the subject or, in, you know, in the topic of aliens. Okay. This is where I want to take the, the show. And let me just, I want to put a little disclaimer out there. You know, you guys know the Data on Tolbert show is known for touching on subjects that are, you know, viewed by the, the mainstream media as controversial, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about things that you won't hear anywhere else, like the Illuminati, you know, Satanism in the entertainment industry, you know, the government and in the, in the, how they're pushing this satanic agenda. And there's – and so I, that, that that is absolutely what I'm passionate about uh, talking about. And this show, specifically when we, when we get into, uh, you know, aliens and, and, and things not of this world – you guys have to understand, we're going to discuss this evening some actual documented cases that involve the government, government cover-ups uh, cover with you know senators and congressmen and, and, and even uh, individuals in the military, which, which are definitely going to cause you to look at things from a different perspective and, and also cause you to connect the dots in regards to some other things that we you know cover on this show on a regular basis. So, but Osho, as far as you're concerned, 
Yeah. And before I, before I ask you that, let me just say one last thing about it. This is one show that, and, and really all shows, we're not trying to this evening convince anyone of anything. What we're simply looking to do tonight is introduce you to the thought of the possibility of you know thinking outside the box. Are there alien life forms? And if so, let me. And you know what are they? You know, and again, what does the Word of God say about them? And understand, there's there's a lot that it does say, you know, which we'll get into. But I just want to, you know, encourage you all. I guess what I'm saying is, do your own research. We're not here to prove anything. We're not here to convince you. We're here to inform you and introduce you to a different way of thinking with an open mind and encourage you guys to do some research on your own. But also, that's my take on it. What would you like the listeners to take away from tonight's show? Well, just a couple of things. Um, just you know, even to, to begin with, like you said, Dayton. You know, for any anybody that's listening this evening, you know, anything that I say, you can look it up for yourself. Uh, so that's one thing that you know that I put out there. But what I really want the listeners to take away from this evening is um, number one, who or what are or what aliens really are. That's the first thing. There's a lot of mystery surrounding that. So I want people to clearly understand who or what aliens really are. The second thing is also want people for you know for anyone who believes they have or has had an abduction experience to be free from fear, which I'll you know get into a little bit more later, uh, but I do want you know people to be set free from that. And number three, I want people to understand and, and people to see and improve to people that the Bible is true and also relevant in regards to what's going on in today's society, because a lot of people don't think it is. But I, you know, I want people to hear and see that it actually is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something we talk about every day here, man. The the Bible is. I mean, you know, if you're a believer, you should understand that the Word of God is applicable in all situations. It's a, you know, whether it's relationships, what you see in the government, what you see just in your everyday life. I mean, it, it's absolutely true and it's it's infallible, and uh, it, it is the Word of God. So what we're gonna, like you said. You know, and we're not going to talk about anything tonight that's that's not in the Bible that that you know can't be found, um, you know, from a spiritual perspective. Let, let's get into it though, man. I really want to jump okay. head first into it. Sure. Um, when you look at, we you mentioned a couple things earlier. You know, whether it's you know World War Z, you know Jack the Giant Slayer, Slayer, this whole Twilight Saga, you know the Vampire Diaries. I mean, we are really seeing an influx of you know, television shows, movies that specifically deal with aliens, vampires, demons, zombies, you know, and, and, and to get deeper into it, not just those beings, not just that phenomenon, but specifically, okay, we're seeing the, the you know, sexual relationships. We're seeing intimate love stories that specifically consists of, and understand this, guys, we'll explain exactly why I'm focusing on this in a few minutes, but specific, you know, stories and movies and television shows that deal with supernatural things that are not of this world, you know, procreating, falling in love with humans. And this is a, 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 a subject matter that Hollywood and the entertainment industry as a whole it has literally been shoving down our throats, and these are big-budget, blockbuster, billion-dollar enterprises that specifically focus around, what was that, new warm bodies? 
where a woman falls in love with a zombie. You know, these are things that Hollywood has become very passionate about. And in regards to the things that we talk about on a daily basis, as far as this satanic, you know, agenda, you know, whether it's homosexuality, you know, you know, sex, money, drug, whatever it is, you know, the government is, is it has become passionate about having real life play out in entertainment. You know, we did a whole show on these Boston bombings. We did, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, these uh, movies that center around real life events. You know, so you know, and even a lot of things that pertain to the end of the world, the the. Uh, you know the coming back of Christ. You know a lot of these musicians and artists are, are, are speaking and singing and rapping about um, the end of the world, what it's going to be like. You know, all black, everything. We talk a lot about Jay Z and that whole agenda. So I guess what I'm saying is, I want you guys to understand this is right in that same bag. This is in the same conversation. This whole extraterrestrial, you know, subject matter that's really been popular. You know, really not even as of late, but just, you know, like you said, Superman is how old? You know, E.T., these are big budget blockbuster enterprises. Osho, what do you attribute to, and I can't wait till you break this really down from some of these uh, biblical scriptures, but what's going on with Hollywood, man? Why is the government, why is the entertainment industry, which is really one and the same, but why are they so passionate about making movies and TV shows about things that are not of this world? Well, um, Dion, what I guess what I would say about that, um, and I know you mentioned a lot of things that people may say, okay, you know, the movies, you know, are the movies, and that's what they are, you know, and a lot of things that we see in movies, you you see, and we say, okay, that's science fiction, that's you know, that's make believe. However, one thing that you have to consider, um, just in regards to movies and some of the things that you see. Consider this, before human beings were recorded as setting a foot on the moon, right, before the first astronaut actually set foot on the moon, at least as recorded, there was a movie about going to the moon. And so I'm sure when everyone saw that movie, initially they thought, you know, what a fantastic idea that will never happen. Yet, in real life, it actually happened. So... When you look at, you know, what's on TV, what's on movie, we see these, uh, you know, TV shows, mediums, the spiritists, you know, people talking to the dead and things like that. Um, and then there are so many movies about aliens or making contact. As I said, Star Trek, uh, a lot of things, Doctor Who, making contact with, you know, life forms that are not fully human or not human. Then you have to consider, you know, sometimes or look at what is Hollywood really trying to do what are they you know what are they trying to get us to buy into might be a good word to look at as well right let me just say something else i just thought of while you were speaking it's interesting that and i want everyone to research this stuff because understand every major event and osho mentioned that you know going to the moon there's been a movie or a television show like that is i'm talking about look at so many you know, movies and things that pertain to a 9-11 type of event, if not 9-11 itself, prior to 9-11. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you guys, if you've seen any of those videos, I mean, there's so many cartoons. These people are sick. They will literally put stuff out there before it happens. You know, there. I mean, you, a lot of these movies don't just get made for no reason. Okay, these movies are getting made as a preview. Look at, you know, Batman. I'm sorry. Um, uh, you guys know the, the, the Aurora shooting. You guys know, I mean, if you saw James Bond, Skyfall, you already know that there was a huge skyscraper that said Aurora, 
you know, blatantly right there on the building that and that preview aired, you know, during the Batman shooting in Colorado, uh, excuse me, the Batman uh showing, you know, in the movie theater. That's what they were watching when the place was shot up. So I'm just saying and that was anyone who thinks that's a coincidence, there's no coincidences out here. All these things that just happened you know, there there have been movies, there have been TV shows. You may or may not have heard about them, but they are out there. I've seen them all. We don't have time to get into them, but there's so much to this stuff that we don't even get a chance to, that, that doesn't get it, make its way to the mainstream media. So what Osho's saying as far as you really got to look at the agenda, you know, of the government and what they want you to see and, and almost look at it as a preview of what is to come. I mean, you look at Battleship, there's a new movie coming out, you know, with that whole thing with Rihanna a couple of years ago, uh, uh, there was this new Pacific Pacific Rim or something like that, you know, about aliens and things like that. I mean, we could go on and on. Independence Day. I mean, and in fact, we talked a few months ago uh, about how every major, you know, actor, you know, has has every major Hollywood star: Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, um, and, you know, Matt Damon is just got a new thing coming. Out. I mean, every major, you know, superstar out here. Does have some form of, um, you know, alien type of blockbuster under their belt. It's almost like a, you know, you have to do it, you know, to be considered a superstar. You know, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, these are things that everyone has, and so it's not a coincidence. So I just want you guys to keep these things in mind as we are, we are about to get really deep into, you know, like I said, what the word says uh, is going on. I want to move. I want to move forward. I want to move us forward. Um, into some actual documented cases because you know we can talk about it from a speculative perspective all night long, but we don't want to do that. You know, and this is where you can get your Google up. Funny thing is, let me just, you know Google some of these things that we're talking about, research them on your own, jot down some notes. But and I, I'm I don't know, you know me. I, I'm very I'm not superstitious, but this was just weird to me. You guys know we've been talking about this show for a long time. I'll go, I go to Google this morning to look up some stuff. And if you go to Google right now, their, their little home screen is, is of a, uh, an alien, you know, a flying saucer with an alien right inside of it. You know, the one day that we decide to do a show on aliens, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe it's, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Who knows? But that's just weird. I mean, Osh, did you, did you even notice that we didn't get a chance to talk about that? Say, repeat that one more time, did I? The, uh, the the Google Google's homepage. Did you get a chance to see the the, the alien uh, little logo on their their homepage that that just went up today this morning? Um, no, actually, I did not get to see the <laughs> the alien logo um, on the Google homepage. Um, but that's actually interesting in itself, uh, just in the fact that um, when you you with, I don't even want to get into that really. But what you have going on with the information. Uh, in, in government, you know, and that whole big thing going on right now. And there's a tie-in with that, which I don't know if we'll get to as well, but that's quite interesting <laughs> that you see the alien on the homepage. Yeah, it's amazing to me, you know. And I don't I'll, – I'll, I'll say this, and I'll leave it at this. There's a lot of things, interesting things, weird things that have been happening to me personally and even professionally. You guys just know from listening to the show, a lot of technical, you know, difficulties. You know, every time we tend to do shows that deal with this type of subject matter, <laughs> things with my email. So I don't even want to say too much, you know what I mean? But it's very interesting. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Let's talk about, Osho, some, some real-life, you know, alien sightings. What actual documented cases of alien abductions, 
sightings have there been over the last ten years? I know you've seen many, but just we're going to focus on a few tonight that the people that you know we think that may be interesting in in in, in regards to tonight's conversation, just to give people an idea of what's going on. Well, sure. Um, you know, Dana, like you have. Um, well, let's say for instance, um, on October fourth, nineteen fifty-five. And again, anybody can Google this information that I'm talking about here and look it up. Um, there was a U.S. senator named Richard B. Russell, Jr., as a matter of fact, Richard B. Russell, Jr. Um, he was, you know, uh, on, on official business, supposed to be government business, uh, with two of his companions, and they were traveling uh, by train um, across Russia. And apparently the senator... Well, well, he did report. Uh, I'm not going to say apparently. He reported, you know, seeing a disc in the sky as he was on the train, coming down on a vertical angle, very slow. Um, I think he said it was maybe approximately six thousand feet. Um, and then, as he saw the disc, it actually it sped off. Which I don't know if you know people are familiar with you know sightings. Generally, when people see quote you know have quote unquote UFO sightings, is usually the ship is there, is there for a few minutes, and then it speeds off. Um, he saw another ship or another another disc as well, and apparently the second <clears throat> UFO did the same thing. And again, you can look all this information up. Um, this information and in his testimony about what he saw, as well as his companions, was apparently held secret for probably for at least three decades. This information was not released, but you can now find it on the Internet. Um, as a matter of fact, um, again, another case on October 25th of 1973, uh, there was actually a sighting by a farmer, and his name was Stephen Pulaski. Now, he was in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, um, and um, Stephen, or you know, Mr. Pulaski, saw a UFO, um, and as he saw the UFO, he actually saw the UFO land just like in a green pasture, like you see, kind of like you see in the movies and stuff. Um, and he saw two hairy creatures, large hairy creatures, get off the ship. Um, again, I know this may sound like you know science fiction to some people, but this is documented. Um, you know, uh, there are numerous witnesses actually to um, afterwards, as far as the things that happened uh, afterwards and the testimonies. And not only that, but a state trooper um, documented this case officially in the police records. Um, he reported that the ground where Mr. Pulaski said that he saw the UFO land, when the state trooper arrived, there was still the ground was still glowing. The, the ground was actually glowing where the UFO had landed. Also, the trooper, uh, as he was sitting there, you know, investigating the scene, uh, he heard some loud noises in, in the uh, in the woods. And he was still he stayed there for apparently for a few minutes, he and Mr. Pulaski. Um, but then they started to hear some loud noises again, and eventually the state trooper and Mr. Pulaski got in the, in the state trooper's car and sped off. And again, this is you know official. He had to document this. So again, that's you know just another official case as well. Um, and then there are some close encounters as well. Let me so it was a matter. You, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. quick, not, not to cut you off, but just about mm -hmm. that. Wh why do you think that? The government, or you know, I mean, these are like you said, these are actual, like you mentioned, a state trooper, you know, a senator. Why are you know, why are these events, or I, I, you know, and for the skeptics, we won't even call them events. We'll say, but why are these stories and the, these uh, experiences of these people 
you know, not making it, you know, or finding the light of day? Why do you think that the, you know, we haven't heard about this stuff on a, on a large scale? <laughs> well, um, there's probably a number of reasons, uh, you know, all leading to the same area why people haven't heard about this. Um, I mean, honestly, there, there's been people, you know, for years and years, some of, of high um, your reputation, you know, that have talked about seeing things in UFO sightings. I mean, you have, you know, Ronald Reagan. You know, there's there's you know evidence that you know in his one of his speeches, he's you know uh, he starts talking about what if we you know were attacked by some outside force? Couldn't we all band together? You know, and everybody, you know, it's so funny that you can go on the web and go different places, and everybody really knows what he was talking about. This is the president of the United States, but at the same time, this everything you know UFO phenomenon, you know, or I won't say phenomenon, but UFO sightings are treated as though you know they're not real, and you know you're this is just you know someone's imagination, you know. But when you have government officials, a U.S. senator, you know, and uh, and the president of the United States making statements about UFOs. Uh, then you know who's fooling who you know i mean in all honesty you know what they obviously they know something that we don't know or the people that don't believe don't know you understand what i'm saying what what what's the when you say the president you know what when you can you elaborate on what exactly was the the circumstances of the statement that he uh gave well in his in his speech um just going a little bit off of that, and, and, and people that look at that speech, they, they, you know, people often make comments about the speech that, uh, that Ronald Reagan made at that, you know, at that time uh, that he was president, you know, about, you know, us being attacked by some outside, you know, force. But it's also, you know, documented, um, I believe as well, that, you know, Reagan, you know, had, you know, seen, you know, UFOs or UFO sightings and that he was making a statement in his speech, you know, about, um, you know, about the world, about us being attacked, you know, by an alien force. And again, you get into those movies, and not to you know go too far and tie those in, but look at like War of the Worlds. Well, what is that movie about? You know, and so you have to look at well, what really is going on behind the scenes, and what really is the government, you know, and and those others in the government trying to say and trying to tell us, you know, and what are they trying to you know get us to believe and also push upon us at the same time. It's um it's definitely very very interesting. It's um you know, I've I've in my own research, I've seen a lot of high-ranking, you know, officials in government in, you know, in in law enforcement, you know, discussing this stuff, but then, you know, when you see Dateline or you turn on CNN, I mean, these are things that are, you know, conspicuously just absent you know from uh from 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 these major news stories so and and if, even when they do talk about it, it's spoken about in like the entertainment news it's like oh there was a, a you know an alien sighting here you know as if kind of downplaying it you know and, and and causing people to you know be skeptical so and that's but that's been um you know how it's been throughout history let's talk about uh going a little bit more detail <laughs> and this is where it really gets interesting you right. know, um, a lot of these documented cases, and again, you guys can do your research, and you know, I mean, it's tons of. Matter of fact, also, if if you, if someone is listening right now and they wanted to do a little bit of research, they wanted to look up some of these cases or just you know information in general, where could they mm-hmm. go to 
as a start? Like what you know, what would you Google? What would you look up if you wanted to see some documented cases of, of alien sightings and, and stories of abduction? Um, if if someone were looking to go to see documented cases of alien sightings, um, probably www.ufocasebook.com um, is a good place to go for actual, you know, just comp- compilations um, of of alien sightings and, and you know abductions and documentation. Good. Okay. That, and, and I would I would definitely encourage every you know anyone who's curious or really just in general just to be informed you know check out some of this stuff because the, you know the information is 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 uh it's it's good it's good stuff it's good information. And, and I would definitely advise them as well you know data on like when you know as the people are looking up the stuff you know like the website that I mentioned that's a good place to go because some. Uh, places you go, you look at, uh, you know, UFO sightings and stuff, you get a whole bunch of other stuff. So so if you want to, you know, really are interested, you know, in trying to find out more about that subject, that's a good place to start and probably mention some other places later as well. Okay, cool, cool. Let's Now, we we talked a little bit uh, about the government. We mentioned a few state troopers. You you mentioned, you know, the president, um, you know, Ronald Reagan making, you know, doing a speech and discussing this. Let's talk a little bit more about the military. Specifically, the the military branch of the government and what role do they play? Because you would think that you know, just with all the satellite technology and if there are in fact and have been actual sightings, you know, things, you know, uh, spacecrafts or airships of some some sort coming into our airspace, you know, surely the military would be the first to, you know, to see that just from a defense standpoint. So what information is out there specifically regarding the military and their experience um with with things that are, you know, I guess not of this not of earth. Well, um I think you're, you know, in your statement that you said certainly the military would be the first to see it. Well, certainly you're probably right. <laughs> now, um what does that say from there even what we've been saying um you know how it's handled. Over the years there's actually been various reports I mean, I mean various, uh, numerous reports of alien sightings by high-ranking military officials. I'm talking about, yeah, you know, general sergeants, you know, all, all the way up, you know, down. Um, and so this is documented. Like I said, these, these things you can look up. <clears throat> you know, they've come out and, and talked about it, yet still the military's official, you know, stance on UFOs is that they do not exist. You know, that's, what that's exactly the military's was- official stance. What, what, what exactly? Is, I mean, are there specific cases that you can touch on regarding the military and what they saw, what they have experienced, in statements that have been made that where it would lead to the government still denying? Well, one major one. If you look at this case, um, they on on July nineteenth, uh, nineteen fifty-two. Okay, this this occurred not just anywhere. This was at our nation's capital of Washington D.C. And what happened was several UFOs were seen over the White House. And again, this is documented. And the, you know, the unidentified flying object UFOs, let's just call them that, were captured on military radar. And they were actually uh, captured traveling at speeds between about 107,000 miles per hour. Captured on radar doing that. Um, and this was, you know, also confirmed by about another another local radar in the area. Um, but now you have, you know, like I said, this is documented. You have hundreds of witnesses 
um, you know, that have, you know, eyewitnesses that, you know, saw the UFOs and some may even uh, have photographed them. But, you know, this was like in an official statement. This was in the paper. You know, this this was official. It couldn't be hidden. <laughs> so, I mean, either it was it false or it was true. You know, I mean, obviously you don't generally document stuff, uh, you know, dealing with the military that's false. So let me just say that. But in any case, um, the official military statement about this occurrence, because many people saw this, they said that they had no evidence. This is what the military said, that they had no evidence that there were objects were flying, you know, that they were flying saucers, those objects, and were not sure what they were. Now, mind you, again, these were, yeah, go ahead. So they've confirmed that something was flying, but they're saying they can't Mm -hmm. confirm what it was. What it was, right. Um, however, apparently they, you know, they, uh, they like reporters and other people did go to speak to some of the people that worked with the um, the radar equipment. You know, military people carry out different positions, jobs. So, and apparently they t- they told them there was nothing wrong with the equipment. You know, what 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 it was is what it was. You know, what they had, um, you know, caught by the radars, you know, is what it was. They could probably couldn't say too much. But at the same time, like I said, you know, the official statement becomes, no, you know, we, we, it was something there, but we can't say what it was. Like I said, but however, several reliable military people and pilots, you got to think about pilots that fly in the sky all the time, confirm what they saw. Now, again, for someone listening in right now who's hearing this, they're saying, okay, yeah. I want to check that out. What, what, where would they go to, to research that particular case that you just got finished speaking about? Um, they could probably they could easily find that on the ufocasebook.com or just Google um, probably UFO Nations Capital DC. Um, you know they could find it there. Put in you know UFO uh, July nineteenth nineteen fifty two, you know comma DC. Any of those you know uh, specific words probably would would bring that information up. Um, another place that they can go and actually which is a a extremely extremely valuable tool that I've found in regards to UFO, um, you know, cases, documentation, what's going on behind it is a book called Exo Vaticana. Again, it's a book called Exo Vaticana, and it's by uh, Tom Horn and Chris Putman are the authors. Um, there's, there, if you go to that book, there's so much, infor- uh, a good amount, at least a chapter, dedicated to infor- information, rather, excuse me, on the military, on, um, you know, uh, military, like I said, high-ranking officials, uh, giving their official statements that they've seen UFOs. You have governments from other countries. They go into information about that, what information they've disclosed and what they have. Um, it's really deep. And there's some information they get to a point where they can't even give you all the information. So that's a really good book uh, to find out about UFOs and, and government and military involvement with um, UFO sightings. Wow. And I would encourage everyone to definitely you know, take advantage of that information, look it up, you know, check it out, um, you know, and, and, you know, whether you believe it, whether you don't, you know, at least be informed about it, you know, and, and so you can make your own decision. A lot of people I've come in contact with, funny, I was uh, promoting this show, you know, just putting an advertisement out, and a young woman said, you know, that, you know, you, know, you saw the ad, and she was like, well, the, the Bible doesn't say anything about, you know, aliens or things not of this world, and I'm like, wait a minute, Okay, that first of all, that's not true. But second of all, you know, you, you might want to just listen in to hear what is actually said, or you know what I'm saying. So, you know, a lot of people they will, you know, and have formed opinions prior to, 
um, you know, doing any type of research, even reading the words. So I would encourage everyone just to, you know, take advantage of this information because it's, it's definitely out there. You just have to uh, look at it. In fact, speaking of which, we're actually about to get into a little bit deeper about what the word actually says. But this this information, I wanted, we, you know, me and Osho talked about, like I said, how we wanted to pre- present this. Uh, we want to take it step by step just to kind of, you know, let you understand exactly where we're coming from. And and I wanted to throw out some documented cases so you can see and hear what's actually going on before we even got into what the word says about it. Um, also, speaking of those documented cases, okay, this is the next direction we want to go into. What, you know, if any, you know, uh, things in common? Yeah, obviously, like I said, there's sightings, you know, of UFOs. There are people speaking of abductions. You know, having been abducted and, and coming back, um, you know, family members, friends, things like that. Um, what? But something that people may not know is that just about all of these stories, these experiences, these documented cases, all have something in common or several things in common amongst them. What is it that these sightings and specifically abductions, hundreds? of stories all have in common. What is that? Well, then when you look at the abductions, um, several things that the abductions uh, have in common. One, and this is you know probably the, the, the most um, interesting one or important one, many abductees and most abductees actually um, report that they are sexually stimulated by aliens. This is a report of most abductees, again, that they're sexually stimulated by aliens or and or actually forced to have sex with humans or other creatures, other alien-like creatures. So that's one. That's a high one. Hold on, let's just, hold, hold mm-hmm. on. Let's just let's just take it slow because people are listening. Like, whoa, they they were falling asleep. They were they were they were uh, watching the you know multitasking, watching Love and Hip Hop or something. Let's let's you know they're like, mm-hmm. whoa, hold on, what did he just say? You're saying right. that just so we're clear, right? The the hundreds of documented cases of of alien abductions that people all over the world have have submitted, they all have one you know one thing in common. They're all pretty much saying that in some way they were either sexually stimulated by these aliens during the abduction, or actually forced to have sex with aliens, in you know in you know, while they were going. That's what you're saying? Right. I mean, really, you could honestly kind of look at it like being sexually assaulted in a way. I mean, that's what we would, you know, call it if you're you know, forced to do something against your will, right? Then it becomes like an assault, you know, it becomes harassment. But in any case, that's exactly what I'm saying. Most uh, cases, excuse me, abduction cases, uh, the abductees report that they have been sexually, you know, stimulated, aroused, and some, you know, touched in some form or fashion sexually. Um, and again, you know, forced and also forced to have sex with other human beings and with other alien-like creatures. This is. Let me just stop for a second. Let me. And again, if, and like I said, we we were doing this in order, in a very specific order, for a reason. Again, and this is something that you guys can look up and research on your own. Alien sightings, alien abductions, you know, and you'll see what exactly was said. You can read the transcripts of what was said, what was documented by these people who are claiming these things. But if, if you know, I mean, hundreds and thousands of people 
are all saying the same thing happened. It's not like they're saying, okay, we all, they they took us and they beamed us up. They all made us, you know, play Yahtzee and you know, do jumping jacks. And uh, no, they're all saying the same things, you know, from a sexual standpoint. And I, I'm not, you know, I've never been abducted, so I can't say that's true or not true. But it is, it's notable that everyone is saying the same type of thing. And so, as we, if you look at, like we talked about earlier, we want to make the connection that it's not a coincidence that we're seeing. Again, guys, this stuff is being thrown down our throats. I mean, pushed down our throats. The the most successful, you know, uh, non-action you know, franchise, love story, you know, of all time, you guys know, it's Twilight. You understand? This is about, you know, vampires. You know, one of the, at one time, the most successful, you know, movie of all time, for a long time, was E.T., you know, and still is revered as a, as a classic of all time. And, you know, Independence Day is what, you know, so I'm just saying that these are, these are things that Hollywood is picking up on and, and has been for a long time, but specifically, and even, you know, Superman and Lois Lane, you know, Twilight, you know, Warm Bodies, this new thing. What's that other thing? Beautiful Creatures. They're focusing now so not just about, okay, there are aliens out there. They, we get that. They're, they're, you know, they're done with that. Not done with it, but that's, that's been, you know, they've made their point. Now they're trying to take it to the next level from a biblical standpoint, which we're about to get into, that there's a sexual, there's like this sexual tension between aliens and Humans. I mean, also, have you seen the connection that between all of these documented cases and what Hollywood is doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, as you said, Dayton, I mean, we see things on TV, like I said, and talked about the man in the moon. We say, oh, that, you know, that's, that's, oh, that's, you know, interesting. That's funny, or, you know, that's, uh, you know, make believe. But, you know, again, like I said, you have all these people across the country talking about, you know, that they're forced to have sex, talking about, you know, sperm and eggs being taken i mean this is you know these are people all different nationalities all different religious backgrounds beliefs elaborate on that a little bit you're saying these explain a little bit more about what they're saying as far as sperm was taken like what are they saying was actually happening as far as i mean we're gonna keep it real tonight like what what are they saying was done to them from a sexual standpoint Basically, Dayton, like I said, they, there's the people are saying that they're being stimulated to a point um, in which you know, you know, like I said, for the the male, they're being stimulated to a point where they, you know, they basically they ejaculate, you know, they, they keep it real, and and that these beings are you know collecting sperm from them. Now, again, you have people all different types of backgrounds saying that this occurs. It almost becomes in the story of these reportings of abductions, though, as an afterthought. It almost becomes like a side note when I really believe that I think it should be the most important thing noted in the abduction experience. Even women, you know, are saying that, you know, they're having metal objects stuck, you know, in their vaginal area. Again, this is, you can look, I mean, this is all over the internet, you can look it up. But they're saying that they're having objects stuck in their, you know, vaginal area. Um, you men and women report, um, you know, you, you hear about the alien probe and it always sounds like a joke. You know, they always make jokes about it in the movies and things like that. But for real, you know, in reality, people are saying that they're having, you know, uh, metal probe-like objects stuck in their rectum, up their rectum. Just, just different things that would be considered, you know, like I said, uh, you know, an assault. But basically, like I said, the important thing, what they're saying from the stimulation is that at, at the point 
um, you know, in which this occurs or at the point at the peak, that's when, you know, sperm is being removed from uh, males and also eggs from, from, uh, from, from females, from women. And if anyone wants to investigate that further, you can actually see cases of miscarriages in pregnant mothers in relationship to UFO abductions. Again, that's miscarriages and, and, uh, and pregnant mothers in relationship to UFO abductions. And you'll see some very, you know, interesting, shocking, uh, you know, scary kind of things. Interesting, yeah. Absolutely. This is this is deep stuff, guys. Understand, if you're just joining us this evening, we're joined by Minister Osho High, who is, has become passionate over the last several years about researching uh, things of the extraterrestrial from a biblical standpoint, which we haven't even really began to touch on yet, which we're really about to dive into the word and, and what, you know, how this all ties into uh, Satan's plan, you know, demons, you know, even fallen angels and things of that nature. Definitely about to get into that in the second, uh, you know, part of this show. But just understand this information is just is out there. These are not, you know, it's not a coincidence that everyone's saying, hey, look, you know, we were all, you know, the, the people who claim to be, uh, have been abducted, they're not just saying, oh, yeah, I saw a white light. They're all, it's very specific. And a matter of fact, also, and we even talked uh, earlier about, it's not just from, I mean, there's that. There definitely is the, the sexual aspect of things. But you also said that, and I've even seen in my own research, that it's not just the, the sex and it's not just the abduction, but these people a lot of times are able to, you know, recall actual uniforms and even emblems that are seen on these, the, you know, the, the outfits and the uniforms of these these beings. What What have you seen? What can you let the people know about? From a physical nature, what these people look like. Well, um, the 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 alien, right? Quote unquote, alien creatures. Um, well, you know, you have the, you know, and and they're actually probably a lot of people don't know as well. People have encountered what they say is more than one type of alien creature. The most you know famous one is always show kind of gray with large eyes. There are actually several other. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the, yeah, I want to say um, sex, uh, you know, uh, or or species, so to speak, of aliens that people say that they encounter. Um, some of which, interestingly enough, look very human. So a lot of people probably don't don't realize that as well. Uh, but in, in a lot of cases, and this is you know documented from early on, uh, the alien beings are known to wear uniforms. You know, just like kind of like the ones you see in Star Trek. To be quite honest. Um, they're, they're known to wear uniforms, just like Star Trek. The people in Star Trek have an emblem. Uh, the most of the alien, you know, aliens uh, beings that people encounter have an emblem. Um, there's one alien, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, alien race that's known as the Nordic, which is, is actually tall, uh, looks, you know, Caucasian, um, blonde hair, uh, blue eye, and this is you again. This is something you can easily look up. Um, but they're, most of the emblem that they, I believe, they're known to wear is like a, that of a, a double-headed, almost like a double-headed hawk. That's the type of emblem they have. Um, the gray, you know, alien, quote-unquote, alien creatures, they're called the gray beings. Um, actually, they actually sport, if you want to say, an emblem with a snake with wings on it. And then there is, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so how? So based, just so we're clear. The, the way the the reason you're getting that information is from multiple hundreds of people all describing the same exact type of uniform and yes. emblem. That's amazing. Right. 
Yeah. I want everyone to take a pause and just understand what, what you're hearing. This is not – imagine something that no one has seen before. You know, this is something brand new. It's something, you know, out of the – you know, if they're – imagine you – something happened to you that you thought you were the only person to ever experience that. People just like you and me have reported this stuff to the police, you know, documented the, these things and said, okay, well, right, so what did you experience? They're saying, well, this is what I saw. Now imagine hundreds and thousands of other people who all thought that they were, you know, this this just happened to them, all describing the same thing or something extremely similar, and that's what you have here. And so I would just like I say, we will continue to reiterate, you know, definitely don't take our words for this. Resources, we're not here to convince. We're here to just inform and and introduce, like I said, just this this information and encourage you guys to do your own research and and, and develop a, you know, um, you know, and, and form and have an informed opinion. Um, let's let's talk a little bit more about um, aliens. Okay, because we're going to talk about some other things like giants and specifically what the word says about giants. Um, we all know that there are giants, you know, in the Bible. But I, I want to, before we get off aliens, you know, alien life forms, Osho, in your own words, because we're going to talk about what, you know, from a biblical standpoint, but just from you, you know, what do you think? If somebody said, okay, what are aliens? What do you think aliens are? Are they actual beings? From other planets, are they monsters? Are they like you know psychos? I mean, like, what are aliens? Are they demons? Like, what in your own words? If someone asked you that question, what is an alien? What would you say to them? Well, just um, you know, I don't believe that if you you know a direct question that they're beings from from I'll say this I don't believe that they're beings that originated from another planet. Let me let me clarify that and, and make that very clear. I don't think that they are beings that originated from another planet, which most people believe that aliens, that's where they come from, you know, some other planet, and that's where, you know, they started from, and, you know, that's where they had their civilization and all that, and, you know, they came here. Um, you know, some people even believe that, you know, aliens place us here. Um, that's a popular belief among you know, some people um, in science circles and also some atheists or, you know, people that don't necessarily believe in God. Um, as I stated, you know, many people believe that aliens come from other planets like Mars, Jupiter, and, you know, Venus and Pluto and things like that. Um, and this is actually what the alien beings, you know, tell those people that they abduct. You know, they, they tell them that, you know, we come from this planet, Venus or Mars or a certain planet. Um, and that's what they tell them. They they pose as basically an ancient you know race of beings who's seeking to help human seeking to help mankind, basically ascend to the next level. Um, that can be starts to be a popular term among um, extraterrestrial or aliens as well. Um, now I believe there may be some truth in the fact that aliens are in fact an ancient civilization or may have been around for a long long time. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that's why archaeologists keep finding different things like artifacts um, and civilizations hundreds of, and hundreds of thousands of years ago that are out of place. And if anyone wasn't aware of that, you can actually look that up as well. Um, they can't make out where these, certain, these things came from because it seems like they shouldn't be in that certain time period. Um, you know, and like I said, they may have you know, possibly walked on other planets, but I don't believe that's where they originated from. 
Um, and so, you know, there's actually even an ancient Sumerian text which gets into the quotes that the gods from above, you know, saying they came from other planets. I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is a, a text that's hundreds of thousands of years old. Um, but what I believe is, and this is the key point and the key thing for all the listeners, the difference is that these, you know, aliens from above that came down did not bother to tell uh, the, the people of that culture in that time um, that they were created beings as well that had been fallen or that fell or were kicked out from their realm of origin, which, which was, was what? beyond the planets and the stars. So are you mm -hmm. saying that aliens are beings that were similar to what the Bible refers to as fallen angels? Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Um, when you have when you have to look at the context of it, um, you know people say you know that the, the aliens uh, they talk about they've been from other planets and things like that. Well, even when you look in the in the Bible, um, when it says you know um, you know in the beginning, um, you know God you know made the heavens and the earth. Well, God made the heavens, and then you have to look at and take into consideration well how much you know how much time was in between there when He made the heavens and He made the earth. And that's something that we don't think about as well. Um, and some people that, you know, not to get too deep into it, but that are more versed with the Bible may know about, you know, the, the, the rebellion of Satan and him being a fallen angel and taking a third of the stars with him, uh, as it talks about in the book of Revelation. Um, and so, but we don't sometimes look at that or say, okay, sometimes as, even as Christians or people, we look at, oh, Satan's not real, or we don't imagine that, but he is very real. That's why the Bible talks about him. So, what what is he doing at this period of time? You know, what is he going around doing? Well, he's trying to, to deceive the world, right? And I would, and again, guys, I would encourage everyone to really read the word uh, specifically around the time uh, that you know that speaks about you know who Satan is, uh, who Satan was, you know, when he was you know with God and you know serving God and you know what led to him being kicked out and you know of heaven and 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 just the effect of that, you know, and, and things that were spoken about uh, his plan for God's people, you know, as a result, you know. And so, I mean, this stuff is well documented all throughout the Bible. So, uh, in fact, also, what would you say about, I mean, can you elaborate on that a little bit more for people who may not be? Because we don't want to assume tonight right. that everyone right. is even a Christian or everyone is, you know, well-versed right. in the Bible, you know, just mm -hmm. for the people who may not be as familiar you know, who, and just brief, I mean, we want to do a whole, you know, Bible study on the, the devil, but, you know, in a nutshell, what is a fallen angel? I mean, explain how, why people refer to Satan himself as a fallen angel, as, you know, someone who used to be with God, you know, briefly for people who just may not be uh, familiar, and, and even other angels who, you know, fell. Right, well, even when you when you get into the um to the bible um like you said I mean, most people you may or may not be versed but uh you know the bible makes different inf uh, inferences and talks about uh satan um in generally referring to him as the anointed cherub who covered uh, even when you get into the book of Ezekiel, there's a very interesting quote, which I'll read for you in just a moment, uh, you know, which, which kind of talks about um, Satan. Um, there are also, you know, he's also referred to as, the, uh, as a serpent oftentimes in the Bible, um, you know, because it's kind of his nature, slithery, deceptive. Uh, that was Satan's nature. Um, 
and most, you know, people that you know read the Bible or you know biblical scholars, um, you know, recognize and understand that you know, Satan was um, an angel, you know, um, you know, with God. Uh, we see angels throughout the Bible, but generally, the angels that we usually see throughout the Bible that are referred to as angels are those doing the will of God. There was the uh, angel who came to Mary and told her that, you know, she would conceive, a child would be born, his name would be Emmanuel. Uh, you know, she should call him Jesus. Um, and then we see, you know, angels, um, you, know, uh, you know, with the, the shepherds saying that, you know, the child has come, uh, Savior is coming, you know, to save the people. Um, but we don't, you know, often see or hear about as much the, you know, the angels that fell. And two, really, you get to the book of Revelations where John, you know, writes about Revelations, and he talks about what he saw, that he saw, you know, a, a dragon in the sky, you know. Um, and he talks about a battle that ensued and how the dragon was cast down. And a lot of people that are Christians, when you know, do further reading and research, understand that, ah, the dragon, Satan is often referred to as a serpent or a dragon in the Bible. That is his persona, uh, you know, because he's wicked. That's what he is. Um, and that he was cast out of heaven. And it talks about Michael and his angels, you know, the, Michael, the angels that were with Michael, being led by Michael at that point in time, right then, you know, fighting against Satan and his angels. And that's documented in the book of Revelation. So that's where we get a, a uh, snapshot of the war that took place in heaven. But this war didn't, you know, initially take place in the book of Revelations. The book of Revelation actually reaches forward to give us prophecy about what's going to happen in end time. But in, in the midst of that, John also goes into about, uh, you know, the dragon and about Satan and the battle in heaven that took place before our time. So, you know, that's where you get an understanding, a, a snapshot of a little bit of who Satan is and the fact that he actually was cast down to the earth in that battle. And the Bible says he took one-third of the stars with him. Well, the stars, when you look those up in the Bible and other places, stars are also metaphorical uh, or a metaphor often for angels. So it talks about a lot of times sometimes the fallen stars, you know, referring to angels. And just to, to read a little bit about Ezekiel and, 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 you know, 28, when we look at the uh, uh, book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, um, I just want to read a little bit of that 13, because this is actually referring to Satan. Um, and I'll start at, at uh, yeah, start at 13. It says, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper. Sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Oftentimes, you you will hear in the in the church people refer to that Satan more than likely was the angel of worship in heaven. The fact that it's referring to here that within his very body may have in fact been pipes and timbrels to make music. Now look at our music today and, and see where it is in hip hop and there's certain things like that. So he may have very well had a hand, you know, in that and you know, even with music in the beginning. Um so, you know, it would be no wonder after he fell that you would see so much, you know, going on in our music that's not of God or not good. But anyway, it says you were prepared for you on the day you were created. Notice it says that Satan was created. A lot of people, you know, that are into Satanism and other things seek to worship Satan, but he's actually a created being. It, verse 14 says, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. This is God talking. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. 
you put a pinpoint there. A lot of people actually, when you talk to nowadays, will look at the fiery stones. Well, what are those? And a lot of people actually say, well, you have to look at certain planets is what they're actually talking about here, fiery stones like Saturn, you know, uh, different planets, Mars, Venus. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. A lot of people don't know that Satan was the first one who sinned, even before Adam and Eve. Satan committed the original sin. And then he went down, of course, to, store, you know, to deceive Adam and Eve to get them to sin, to get mankind to sin. But he was the original one who sinned. And it says here, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence. So it was about greed. It was about power. And when you look at that verse there, it says, therefore, this is very important, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. So he was kicked out, not only of heaven, but away if the fiery stones are referring, you know, as I said, a lot of people look at that, what is he referring to? Planets, Saturn, Mars, Jupiter, out of that, away from there as well. So we see here um, that, you know, like I said, by that he had sinned, and he was kicked out. And we're talking about, you know, fallen angels. We're talking about Satan. Well, Satan didn't just fall by himself. Notice it says, by the abundance of your trading. Who do you trade with? You can't trade with someone unless there's someone else to trade with. That speaks of civilization. That speaks of culture. Trading speaks of economics, money, dollars. That's what it speaks of, economy. So we're talking about a civilization here in this one little scripture right here. That's what I love about. We're talking about civilization and talking about Satan, a certain control or power that he had there that was taken away, at least at that point, and God kicked him out. It says, because your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. And it says, you defile your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you and turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Well, when Satan was thrown to the earth, who was all who saw him? Remember, this is something that happened pre the, you know, the, the Satan's rebellion and casting down the earth is something that happened before pre-man, pre-Adam and Eve. That's why you have, when the Garden of Eden, uh, uh, Garden is created and Adam and Eve are created, mankind, being actual mankind, just like you and I, the beginning of mankind, that's why you have the, Satan that, uh, the serpent, excuse me, or snake that comes in, and Satan influences the serpent to deceive Eve and uses the serpent to deceive Eve. But he was cast down to the earth before that by God. Wow, this is... Uh... Guys, you know, you see me, it's very uh, infrequently that you guys hear me just being silent, but it, just like you guys are listening and learning, I'm, I'm listening and learning myself, because this is, I mean, this everything that he said is 100% true, this is stuff I've researched, it's stuff that you should research, if you if you guys are well versed in the Bible, you already know this stuff from yourself, nothing is that has been, been said tonight is, is not, you know, of, of God or, you know, not in the Bible, and everything can be looked up, um, so... You spoke in in great detail, and I appreciate that about what was going on prior to Adam and Eve. What does and this is where I want to tie it in to things of the supernatural. You, you touched on it, but many of the fallen stars that Satan took down with him when he came, you know, were, were actual angels. So let's you know, like you said, in a metaphorical type of way, what 
does the Bible, what would you say that the Bible actually says? How does it make, what's the, where's the connection there? How can, you know, a lot of people are tuned in specifically for the answer to this question. What does the Bible say about, you know, the connection between aliens? I know we talked a lot about the book of Enoch, which we'll get into in a little bit, but how would you answer that question? Like as far as, you know, you said what you thought the aliens were earlier, but what does the Bible say aliens are? Well, when you look at what the Bible says, um, what aliens are, Dedan, you have to look at, you know, a few things. Um, and I think that was a very important one to look at. Um, if anyone read that scripture, Ezekiel 20, uh, 28, chapter 28, verse 13 through 18. Because um, you even have, you know, a, a looking at there the fiery stones, which I talked about being the planet, Saturn, Venus, stars. Because we have to remember that God <clears throat> created the universe. God created Earth. He created the universe, though. And he also created angels who were in heaven. So, you know, like I said, uh, we took a look at Satan walking in the midst of the fiery stones here. Uh, you, what you also have to look at about what the Bible says that aliens are is what have aliens been known to do? Um, what have aliens been known to do? We talked about just a little bit a little earlier uh, that they've been known to do um, experimentation, um, collect sperm and eggs. That's what they've been doing. Again, that's what this is what thousands of thousands and thousands upon people have reported that the aliens have done to them. Also, they've been known to cohabitate or sleep with human beings. They've also been known to sleep with human beings. That's what aliens have been known to do. Um, very interesting. You have to go to the book of Daniel, the book of uh, Daniel, chapter two, verse forty-two through forty-three. The book of Daniel, chapter 2, 42-43, and it says in the book of Daniel, and the Daniel is a very, it's, a, it's a good, important to understand for those who are not as familiar, <clears throat> Daniel had a vision. He was given a vision by God of, the, of things that would occur in the kingdoms in the last days. And it says in the book, so it's a prophetic book. In certain parts of Daniel are prophetic. It says Daniel, chapter 2, verse 42-43, and the fourth kingdom, that's important to take note of. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Now, listen to this, verse 41. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Now, notice we, we're talking about two separate uh, uh, things here, two separate, separate substances. We're talking about potter's clay, and we're talking about iron, which are separate, two separate substances. Then it says in verse 42, and this is the pinpoint here, and as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, two different substances, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. 43, as you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men. Now, I want to pause that right there because, again, I said this is a prophetic book which talks about the end times. So Daniel, in the, in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, in these verses here, <clears throat> he's talking about the last kingdom that would come upon the earth. He says, and you saw iron mixed with ceramic, two separate substances. 
they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. Again, we have the two substances that do not mix. They, he, Daniel refers to they mixing with the, or mingling with the seed of men. A very important point is that he's talking about men. Men is referring to human beings, mankind. They will mingle with the seed of men. He would not have called them they. He would have just said men would mingle with the seed of men if they were of the same being. If who they were was a human being, then that's who they would have been referred to. But right here, he's drawing a distinction and saying they will mingle with the seed of men, men rather, being uh, that he's referring to a being or species which is not of man, which is not mankind, which is not human being. And this very scripture talks about the final, one, the final kingdom being the final kingdom upon the earth. So who is mixing with the seed of men? What do we, again, what do we see aliens doing? I think we said earlier, cohabitating with human beings. Having sex they, with human beings. Yes, having sex with human beings will mingle with the seed of men, collecting sperm and eggs. So, you know, you have to look at yourself, look at these, are aliens' actions good or are they bad? There's so many people who say, uh, the aliens tell us that, you know, they're here to make us better. They're here to save the world. You know, well, what, what I always say is not watch what people do, not what they say. That's what a wise person does. <laughs> it's like what your grandmother would tell you. Your grand, watch what people do, not what they say. And so, you know, people have all, had all these things, you know, uh, reports of the aliens telling them that they want to stop nuclear war and they, you know, they want mankind, they want to end all disease and all pain. But what they do is sexually manipulate human beings, having sex with human beings, make, forcing human beings to have sex with other people. So, you know, while the aliens say they help people and give them some knowledge of future events, which they tell them some things that might happen in the future, is kind of like a psychic or a soothsayer, right? Tell you a little bit of something to draw you in. However, people, non-Christians, you know, these are non-Christians have reported that aliens also seem cold as if they have no emotion or concern for humans as people. Again, these are people, all different backgrounds say this. Uh, that they subject them to physical testing, which can be painful, that some people have screamed out in pain, and that at times it seems as if they want to suck or rip out their souls. The, this, these are things that are being said, and again, you can look this up. This has been said by people uh, that are non-Christians, some people that probably don't even believe in a soul, that we have a soul, but yet they report that that's what the, you know, the aliens' actions, how they make them feel. Um, you know, even, you know, Whitley Schreiber, one of the most, uh, you know, famous UFO authors, wrote a book called Communion. Um, you know, he said that when he originally encountered the aliens, he said he could feel the presence of evil in one of his works. He said he knew they were evil. He said, I felt an, an indescribable sense of menace. These are his own words. He's not a Christian. He said it was hell on earth to be there, and yet I couldn't move. I couldn't cry out. And I couldn't get away. He let said me, whatever was just, there seemed so monstrously ugly, so filthy, and dark and sinister. And these one are the things I want to. Also, one of the things I like to do is just take a quick pause, just to, you know, because you're giving some excellent, excellent information. I think it's important to a lot of people tuned in. I guess expecting 
a very clear and concise, although I believe if you're familiar with the Bible, you have received that clear and concise answer. But if you are not familiar with the Bible and you're not as you know well-versed in what it says, you, as we said, we've, we, we did it in this order because you have to understand what is being said about these aliens. What are aliens? What have they been known to do, as Osho said? What have these documented cases, thousands, all said that they were doing? And that's when the, the sexual nature of it become, comes into play. So then you really have to take a look at what the Bible says about things not of, as Osho said, and what the Bible says, of, of mankind. You know, you know, man see like what what are these? What are they doing? You know, and that and who who is they? One of the things I want to ask you, Osho, you know, it's important mm-hmm. to take a look at. You mentioned the original sin, which was not of Adam and Eve, but of Satan himself, which caused him yeah. to be cast down. Let's talk a little bit though, specifically. About the origin or about Adam, the sin of Adam and Eve, you know, eating of the, the mm-hmm. tree of knowledge. How does that play sure. into everything? What effect does the Adam and Eve sin have on and, and relate? How does that relate to aliens and you know things of that nature? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely did I. So to get right into that, you know, with the aliens, like I was saying, the bottom line is their actions do not line up with their words. And I'm going to get into the, the, sto- uh, the story of someone else whose actions did, did not line up with their words. Um, and I think that will help to draw the tie-in and correlation. You have a little bit of truth mixed with a lie, similar to the serpent in the garden with Adam and Eve. They give you a little bit of truth but mix it with lies. So when you look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 2 through 5, in the book of Genesis uh, chapter 3, verses 2 through 5, and this is where we have uh, the deception that was, uh, you know, um, brought upon Adam and Eve, it says, and it reads in, in that chapter and verse, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Uh, just to set up a little backdrop, what had happened was, of course, God had told Adam to till, you know, to take care of the garden. He told him he could eat of any fruit except for the fruit which was in the midst of the garden, which was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He told Adam that he could not eat from that. So the serpent one day came along to Eve, who was Adam's wife, who God had created for Adam out of his rib. And this is in the Bible. And the serpent beguiled to try to trick or did trick Eve and said that, did God really tell you that you couldn't eat from the fruit? That you know of the of the in the midst of the garden that you would surely die, and so you have Eve here talking to the serpent or answering the serpent and telling him, well, this is what God did tell us that we can eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden except for that one. So in verse four in chapter three, it says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good. And evil. And for those of you unfamiliar with the story of Adam and Eve, what happens is the serpent tells Eve this: Eve eats of the fruit in the in the midst of the garden. Uh, she gives to Adam. Adam eats of the fruit in the midst of the garden, and they both saw that they were naked. Their eyes were open to some things, but the point was not only that. Uh, the serpent told them, "Here's the lie in it: 
he told them some things, but the lie was that they, they would not die. Not only did Adam and Eve die physically, but they also experienced uh, and were faced to experience a, phys- a spiritual death, which was separation from God, which was separation from fellowship with God. And that's, as human beings, where we are when we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're spiritually dead. That's what it says in the Bible. We're separated from God, our creator. And so what the serpent did was beguile them and set them up. So he told them, oh, you won't die. And not only did they die eventually physically, they also died spiritually, which was worse. But he lied to them at any point. So the serpent lied by twisting the truth. Yeah, they would know some things. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. But let's skip let's skip a little ahead to mm-hmm. Genesis three fourteen and fifteen because I think that most people I mean definitely uh, some people are not going to be familiar with the st- story of Adam and Eve I think most people who are tuned into tonight's show probably are I want to mm-hmm. skip ahead to some things that they may not be familiar with which is the effect the immediate effect you mentioned they die physically as well as spiritually but let's look a little bit deeper at what Genesis three says in regards to the punishment that he not only gave Adam and Eve, but the punishment to the serpent. Sure. So when we look at, at Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 and, and, and 15, and this is due to the original sin, uh, or I should say the sin of Adam and Eve, Eve eating the tree of knowledge, this caused God to curse Adam and Eve. Like you said, not only did he curse Adam and Eve, he cursed the serpent, he cursed the ground. I mean, you know, it was his curse because they had, you know, done the opposite of what God had told them to do. So verse 14 of Genesis 3 says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, and this is when God gets to talking to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, here's the pinpoint. Here's the important part. So watch this. Verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise okay, your hold, head. Oh, let's pause, yeah. hold on, pause right there for a second. Mm-hmm. This is, all right, guys, listen up. This is where it gets real. This is where it gets, you know, really where the where the connection is, or one of the connections. We really gotta right. connect the dots here because this is what you know what we've been leading up to. Understand Genesis three fourteen and fifteen. We're talking about the sin of Adam and Eve and the effect that that has on them, you know, or, or on mankind as a whole. And the devil, uh, Satan himself. Adam and Eve and just the, the world itself, but specifically the serpent, was cursed. You know, and he just read, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Now, that's the serpent. Now, as far as you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise, uh, bruise his heel. Well, your seed and her, he's talking to the serpent. So, Osho, explain a little bit about what, do you, what does this mean? Who exactly is the seed of Satan? We know who the seed of Adam and Eve are. You know, that's us. But who are the, right. who's the seed of Satan? What does that mean? Who are, who are his offspring? 
Right, right. And, and, and you know, like you said, Dayton, that's the pinpoint between seed means it talks about offspring, children, just like you said. A seed is something that's born. <laughs> so, you, you know, sometimes you have to look at that. Like you said, we're the offspring of Adam and Eve, so who is Satan's offspring? Well, who was Satan's offspring? Well, in order to understand that or for where we get the answer to that is that we go back to the Bible. In the Bible, it speaks about angels, falling angels, uh, fallen angels, rather, excuse me, having sex with humans. Um, you know, so if you look at Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, um, it says here, and this is an important point, it says, Now, it came to pass when men began, began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, they, uh, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Now, that's you. If you you know, stick a pinpoint right there. You know, we're just talking about the you know the angels and having you know sex with uh, you know, which is interesting because most people we don't even realize that that's in the Bible, but having sex with. Um, you know, the, the sons, the daughters, rather, of men. Now, when you go a little further from there, beyond verse 4, um, here's where, or getting into verse 4, I should say, here's where it gets um, very interesting. And what it says there, um, even going into verse 3, it rather says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. Now, verse 4, listen to this one very carefully. This is in the Bible, verse 4, chapter 6 of Genesis. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Let's just let's, let's just let me just real quick. Hold on. Let's just make sure everyone is caught up. Do you understand what we're saying here? Do you understand what the word is saying here? The Bible. Understand, guys. Satan's offspring. You understand? You know, and this is documented in, in the word. Had sex, came to earth, and had sex with humans. You know, and, and they produced children. That's what you understand that. And so we have to look at. On one hand, what that means for mankind and the you know offspring of Satan, we are now mixed with evil. Good is now officially and formally mixed with evil. But then, if you know, as we were talking about earlier on, I told you guys to put a little check mark what we were talking about as far as what Hollywood is doing out here. So understand what the Bible clearly documents: Satan's offspring having sex and procreating with humans. Well, what are we seeing out here? What was the last Twilight about? What are you know? What are a lot of these other movies about? As far as you know, people falling in love. What is what was Superman about? The first Superman movie, you know, Lois Superman, who is an alien, having sex with Lois Lane, you know, and, and having a baby. These are things that are you know Hollywood has taken an interest in, you know, and and but it all originates from the Word of God. So I just wanted to. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna make the connection. I'm gonna let o, leave it to Osho because he knows this stuff backwards and forwards as far as, as as far as what the the word says. 
But I just wanted to kind of let you guys see the connection as far as what's going on out here on a, on a large scale. But go ahead, Osho, finish that off, because this is this is crazy stuff right here. Satan's offspring had sex with, with humans. Right. So so basically, the fallen, you know, the the, the angels. And I'll just say angels that left their first abode, left where they you know originally from, came down in, in Genesis chapter six is documented and had sex with the daughters of men. Um, and so, you know, there you have giants, and in some Bibles it says the Nephilim, which means the fallen, were on the earth in those days. And all, But notice it says, and also afterward, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But perhaps if you think this was, okay, maybe that was just a misunderstanding for some somehow or another in the Bible, when we look at uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 5, Jude chapter 1, verse 5, it says, but I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Verse 6, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. So look at that, like Dadon said, pause right there. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their abode. What we have in Genesis chapter 6 is angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their abode. Um, and we'll get a little more into that later. It talks about some that were in everlasting chains, um, another book, and some that were not. But as in verse 7 of that same scripture, Jude, it says, As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, and Sodom and Gomorrah gave themselves over to sexual sin, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, what happens in Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, and Jude draws this correlation, is that they were practicing homosexuality. That's what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Jude compares these angels that have left their first abode, being heaven, and gone to the earth to have uh, sex with uh, the daughters of men. Remember, the two seeds, they mingling with the seed of men, but they are not the same substance. Just the same as in Sodom and Gomorrah, when you have you know that sin of homosexuality, man with man, woman with woman, with woman. and he says having given given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh. Now hold on, let me just let me just interject right there real quick. Understand what that means, guys. It's not just there's a reason why in the book of Jude it, it brings it back to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah because he's saying just like as as sinful because it wasn't just homosexuality it was all types of stuff going on all types right, of crazy right. stuff going on in Sodom and Gomorrah but because it, it's just usually that is like the most well documented and most like craziest sexual stuff that's you know is known you know in history so that and he's saying just like in that story in that situation the same type of craziness was going on uh, as far as sexual immorality and had gone after strange flesh. Well, what does that even mean, Osho? What, I mean, what, is strange, what was strange about them? Why was it its flesh, but it was a different type of flesh? I mean, just, just to, I mean, it should be clear, but I just want to make sure that the people get that. What does that mean? Well, I mean, you, you know, again, when you, when you look at the Bible, and like we said, you know, it says strange flesh. Well, you know, when you look at... at, at 
at angels, they're, you know, for one, one type of being, and human beings are, are another type of being. Um, even, you know, even when, when God, uh, you know, originally created, uh, you know, the, the, the Garden of Eden and everything there, God, it says it talks about him, um, you know, placing the animals, uh, you know, God creating the animals and the beasts of the field. Um, and it talks about God creating each animal after its own kind. Um, you know, if you look in the beginning of the Bible, it's very interesting that God, you know, just seems to distinctly uh, make that statement. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, matter of fact, rather, excuse me, we look at Genesis one, and you go into chapter uh, chapter twenty, for instance. It says, "And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky." It says twenty one. So God created the the great creatures of the sea and every living moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds. And some Bible verses say according to their own kinds. Listen, and every winged bird according to its kind. And it says, and God saw that it was good. There's specifically several scriptures in the beginning of Genesis where God distinctly says that he created this creature after its kind and that creature after its own kind. So what happens is an angel is a kind of being, one kind of being. A human being is a different kind of being. Just like with the sexual immorality that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, well, uh, you know, God intended, just like in the beginning, Adam you know, and Eve to be together, man and woman. So you have, that's why it's related to, or, you know, there's a correlation drawn of uh, two strange flesh, um, you know, which it kind of gets into actually in, in the book of Romans chapter 1 as well, 22 and 32. It gets into why, you know, um, God, you know, why people went after, um, you know, man after man and woman after woman, um, and, you know, or, you know, what happened that caused them to do that. And, um, you know, and, and why God, you know, after they sort of turned their back or turned away from him, how that all comes into play, that they fell into the sin of sexual immorality. So God intends, you know, man and woman is, you know, the flesh that to be together, basically. But he's saying, Judah's saying here, hey, but Sodom and Gomorrah, they went after strange flesh, just like the angels, you know, went after strange flesh when they slept with the uh, daughters of man. This is very interesting stuff. And like you said, you know, for, there was a time when I didn't even realize that anything like this was even in the Bible as far as, you know, uh, just in, you know, angels having sex with with you know, uh, people of of our kind. Um, but it's definitely you know it's in there, um, and that's why reading is you know is is essential, and knowing the word is essential. Let, let's talk a little bit more about because you you touched on it, but I want to make sure people understand. You know, because we talked about the the children, you know, if you will, of that union between the fallen angels and the humans. Produced uh, what what are known as giants. You mentioned. Am I pronouncing it the Nephilim? Right. Mm -hmm. Explain a little bit more about that, because a lot of times people, I mean, when you think of aliens or demons or you know UFOs or giants and different things, you're thinking of oh, some type of fantasy. But even more so than the extraterrestrial. I mean, that's you got to do a little bit of connecting the dots to see that. But giants is something that is. Almost, you know, it's it's clearly, it's like right there in your face. Talk about the Nephilim. Talk about, you know, what exactly giants are and just where they originated from um, and where they originated from. Well, um, you know, you you have to, 
you know, like for the, the listeners out there, a lot of people may be saying, well, <laughs> saying they're Christians, and you know, I just read to you where it says in the, in the Bible that there were giants on earth in those in those days. And you may say, well, I, I don't really, I don't know if I really believe in giants. Well, we all know the famous story about David and Goliath. That's one of the most famous, you know, Christian, uh, you know, the, the, the story of David and Goliath in the Bible. And what happened uh, there is one of the most, you know, it was well-known throughout, you know, Christian culture. It's well-known by people that, that aren't necessarily Christians. So what, well, you know, what was Goliath? Goliath was a giant. So if, if you look at uh, the book of Numbers, you know, Numbers 13, you know, 31 through 33, it says, um, and this is just to uh, draw on the correlation about giants mentioned in the Bible. It says, then the children of Israel say, but the men, and this is when the children of Israel were supposed to take over the land of Canaan, but they were disobedient and did, did not do what God told them to do. They came back and brought a bad report, most of them. It says, verse 31 of uh, Numbers 13, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which, ha which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. Very interesting. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Now notice verse 33. They say, There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So, you know, you have, like I said, you know, mentioning here of giants in the Bible. You have Goliath, which it talks about in First Samuel, you know, seventeen four through eight, how he was a great champion of the Philistines, you know, and his name was Goliath, and he was from Gath. His, his height was six cubits and a span. You know, basically, Goliath was about nine feet tall, somewhere right around there. He was a giant. You know, the tallest basketball player now is seven foot something, you know, generally. Um, you, you have to understand, but he wasn't just, like, tall and skinny. I mean, he was tall and massive. Uh, he was a giant, for real. Uh, his, his, his staff was, uh, it says his staff uh, was, uh, was, his spear was like a weaver's beam. That's thick. And the, and the iron on his spear weighed 600 shekels. And his shield bearer, the shield would have been bigger than the, the person that carried it for him. He was a giant. That's exactly what it was. Um, and even, you know, when we get into the Bible, there's many mentions of giants. First Samuel 21:19, Goliath's brother. David actually fought Goliath's brother. Notice that Goliath's brother was a giant, it talks about there. He had six fingers and six toes. When you go throughout culture and history um, in different places, you'll see statues of these huge figures with six fingers and six toes. Again, you can look this up. Um, and this, this is throughout all different types, all different cultures. Um, you know, and even there was a, you know, a land of giants, and there were many different um, tribes of giants. That's what a lot of people don't know as well. There wasn't just one group of giants. I mean, there were giants of the Anakim, uh, the, Zam, the, the uh, Zamzumim, the Ammonites uh, were also a tribe of giants. So we, you know, we, there's so much culturally that we don't even understand about the Bible. Um, but see, then we we think of these things as being fairy tale, you know, perhaps they don't. We we look at, um, you know, interestingly enough, Greek culture, Roman mythology. That's what it's called mythology, um, where there are giants. If you look at these people's cultures and their history and the stories, there are giants in you know in these cultures. Now we're talking about all across the board from European culture to uh, uh, Aborigine culture 
to Greek, Roman, and Native American, they all speak of giants. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think that when people, you know, they, they look at, you know, giants, they look at these stories, Jack the Giant Slayer, you know, David, they think of it as some type of fairy tale. But this is this is as biblical as Adam and Eve as anything. You know, but I think it's just make we need to make sure that people understand where these giants originated from. They came from the union of, of, of you know the descendants of Satan and humans, right? Am, am I correct in saying that? No, you're absolutely correct. Man, this is deep stuff right here. So I just want to, you know, I would encourage everybody to just watch, you know, read this stuff, continue to research it on their own. Um, there, there's some other things that we, you know, we need to. Was it before? Before I didn't mean to cut you off. Was there st- other things that you wanted to add to that? No, the the only other thing I, I was going to say. So we see this, you know, we we don't believe this. Um, however, there are numerous scripture references to giants in the Bible. Like I said, um, you know, uh, you know, if you believe, so if you believe the Bible and you're a Christian, the giants are absolutely real. <laughs> if you believe the Bible, if you don't believe the Bible, then you can actually even, like I said, look this stuff up. There are numerous information on civilizations of cultures that had to be, you know, in excess of 13 feet tall because of the structures that were built. And you can easily look this up online, uh, and also I'll give my website later so that people can look at the information. Um, but, you know, these they were the seed of Satan, or at least one seed. They were at least one seed of Satan, an offspring that was produced and that was born. Notice I said a seed, not all seed. But they were a part of these giants. Well, you know, you get into uh, God in the the book of Genesis, you know, where God, Genesis 6, uh, you know, we have the flood that, well, we have the the angels that come down and, uh, you know, uh, know, sleep with the daughters of men. And we have the offspring that are produced from that union, the Nephilim, the giants. But if we notice down further here, and it doesn't get into great detail, but verse verse 7 uh, well, verse 5, I'll even start there. It says, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Notice this is directly after the angels came down to, to uh, earth and slept with the daughters of men. Then he says, The Lord was grieved. That's what it says, uh, verse 6 of uh, Genesis 6. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth. And his heart was filled with pain. Lord, it says, So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind who I, whom I have created from the face of the earth. Now, notice this. The Lord says, Men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. Now, you have to ask your now. Of course, it says verse eight, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But you have to ask yourself, what's up with that? Why did God destroy the animals? Now, obviously, okay, if the the angels were sleeping with the daughters of men, okay, and and they were producing giants on the earth, and there was great violence and wickedness on earth, okay, I could see that God destroyed the people, you know, because he had to, wanted to stop the corruption, so he wiped out. You know, like you know, like it says, only Noah was the righteous one in God's eyes. Everyone else was had turned to wickedness, and that is why God wiped them out. 
Now, notice that that happened after the angels came down to earth, and we're talking about falling at you know, UFOs and coming down and sleeping with women. And what did God do? Wipe it out, the earth, or wipe out people. So I just want to make that point. Now, anyway, so why did he destroy the animals? Well, it says that wickedness was all across the face of the earth, and only you know, Noah found righteousness in, God, in God's eyes. So what in the world were the fallen angels doing to the animals? And let's talk about that just in the interest of time because that's – and if, I hope you guys are following closely. I really hope you're following closely because we're about to connect these dots. The Bible speaks clearly about, like you said, Osho said, you know, everyone was wiped out. What did the animals do? Well, if you look at bestiality and things of that nature that also existed, you know, that are just – you know, Congress just passed a law, uh, I believe, uh, a couple months ago making bestiality legal in certain states. And so one of the things you have to look at is that that's, that was going on in biblical times, certainly in Sodom and Gomorrah. All types of sexual immorality was, was taking place. Now, as we get back to our original topic of, of aliens and things of that nature, that's also something else that, was, that is common amongst these abduction sightings and these documented cases in regards to animals. What can you tell us about what's being said by thousands of people who have documented their experiences in regards to animals? Well, a lot of what you have um, data on as well in regards to animals and, and, and UFO abductions is that generally people report that animals around, uh, around UFO sightings disappear. Maybe not a lot of people know that, but uh, there's also a lot of report that around UFO sightings, if there are animals around, uh, a lot of times they disappear, dogs, you know, just different animals, perhaps cats as well. But, um, you know, also what it's something that's highly documented, not much talked about, but highly documented and somewhat talked about is that um, cows are often abducted as well. And not just abducted, um, but cows are often left mutilated. And so they're, um, that you know their tongues are removed, their eyes are removed, their their reproductive organs are removed. Um, you know even their parts of their rectum are removed. So, you know, and it's done in such a fashion, and with such a uh, precision is the report that. You know it, that it, it almost looks undamaged, except for the fact that the eyes are missing, the tongue is missing. You wouldn't necessarily know in a lot of cases that somebody cut, you know, took that piece of the uh, part of their body out, you know, of the cow's body, because it's done with a certain device in a certain manner where it's so clean cut, more sharper than the actual laser, like laser surgery, but it's much much more accurate than that. Um, and so, but this is what's going on um, in, in numerous, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, you know, beyond that thousands of documented cases, you know, they've, they've had, you know, cases of the, you know, animal mutilation, uh, specifically with cows. There was one lady that actually, you know, reported, and this is just in general, that uh, during her abduction, she saw, you know, the cow being, you know, like they were cutting out parts of the cow. Oh, so, oh go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, so you know, that's just something that that you know people are not, you know, necessarily may not be aware of, but is something that very much, again, you can look that up. You know, goes on during UFO abductions and cases. So you have the animal, you know, the tie-in again as well. 
Also, one of the things also that I think is important to um, you know throw out there is when we mentioned in a, a couple of shows ago, which is the Book of Enoch, which a lot of this stuff, which speaks to every, a lot of the things that we're talking about um, in regards to just this whole uh, sex piece, the whole sexual immorality piece. What can you tell us about the Book of Enoch? Uh, what is it? Why is it not found in you know? Most translations or you know editions of, of the the Bible as we know it. Um, what what would you tell people who are totally unfamiliar with it? Well, um, the the Book of Enoch is is estimated to have been written around um, 250 BC. Um, again, it's an estimation, um, probably around the, the second and third centuries. Uh, an important point to note is around the second and third centuries, it, it was actually viewed as scripture. Um, the Book of Enoch actually um, gives a detailed account of Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. And it gives also a much better understanding of what the days of Noah were actually like and what the angels who slept with the human women also did to the animals. Um, but just to take a look, Dadon, like you said, at the validity of the Book of Enoch, because we are talking about an, an extra-biblical uh, text right now um, that's not found in, in, you know, in the Bible traditionally. Um, so if you look in Revelations chapter 9, verse 13 through 19, and we actually look at Revelations 9, 13 through 19, um, and someone can look that up, it talks about the four angels that were bound in the Euphrates River being released in the, in the final days of judgment, in the last days. Uh, these actual angels are referred to in the book of Enoch. In the book of Enoch, um, it talks about, as a matter of fact, these angels originally being bound in the river Euphrates. So then, again, you know, the book of Enoch being an extra-biblical text, but we look at the Bible in Revelation chapter 9, 13 through 19, and it talks about those same four angels that were bound being then released during the last days. If we look at Jude chapter 1, verse 14, which is in the Bible, it quote, uh, quotes actually from the actual text from the book of Enoch. And it says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict, uh, convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Again, that's in the book of Enoch. It's quoted, uh, I've read from the uh, book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 14, which is in the Bible, um, and it quotes exactly from the text of the book of Enoch, of chapter 1, verse 9, or Enoch 1, 9. And so it's an exact quote. Uh, also, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please go. Please mm -hmm. continue. So, no, we also, just, just to mention as well, there's also a reference uh, made in, in the book of Peter, I believe, Second Peter as well, um, in, in, in 4, 6, Second Peter 4, 6, talking about how God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness, reserved for judgment. Um, so, you know, and it talks about, goes on to talk about Noah, but Noah was saved out of eight, out of, uh, Noah, one of eight people, the preacher of righteousness was saved. So Peter is specifically talking about the days of Noah right here in that time and the angels that we were talking about earlier as well. So there's a lot of, you know, references, 
um, you know, made to, in our actual Bible, or, or enough references, I would say anyway, made to the book of Enoch, even a direct quote from the book of Enoch. And, of course, Moses talk, you know, talks about or talks about Enoch in the Old Testament about how he was taken up by God and how he was not because he pleased God. So God just took him up to heaven. So we have a lot of mention of Enoch and his, also his book, the book as well um, in the Bible. Um, you know, the, the origin of Enoch, of the book of Enoch, is considered to be, it's considered to be unknown. It's considered why do to be you think, mm-hmm. why, why do you, I mean, like you said, it's it's referred to several times throughout the Bible, uh, and it's you know I mean just why do you think it's not um, included? What what is the reason for you know because you gotta if you guys aren't familiar, the Bible is the number one best selling book in the history of the world. You know I mean billions yeah. of copies have been you know printed, um, and so when we look at you know how you know the world functions. You know who controls these. You know these publishing companies and things of that nature. The government. You know, um, wh- why do you think that book was left out? Specifically, a book that deals with extraterrestrial giants, sexual immorality. You know, wh- why? Why? What's the reason for that? Well, um, you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, probably they one of the major reasons um, is you know the mention of fallen angels and giants. You know, probably very generally throws people off. You know, like I said, there's some people that you know or a Christian that you know Genesis chapter six would look at it and say, I don't you know I don't know if I believe that, but it's in the Bible and it is true. Um, so I think the mention of fallen angels and angels coming to earth and and actual giants kind of throws people off. Um, you know, and, and personally. You know, personally, I believe it was left out of the Bible um, because it it actually would give people information on what was going to happen during the end times. Well, I mean, doesn't but but if that's the case, I mean, someone would say, well, what's Revelations? I mean, Revelations gives a lot of you know details exactly what's going to happen in in the end times. Why why Enoch, but not or why Revelations? You know, why can something like that be there, but not the Book of Enoch? Well, Revelations is written, um, um, you know, is written, um, even when it talks about the, the um, thank you, Lord, the, the uh, dragon, you know, somewhat metaphorically. Um, and it is written, and it does give you information about the end days. Um, however, Enoch's a little more just, it, it, the, the writing style is a little more blatant, you know. Um, it's just more, more detailed, I think. So Revelation, while very much is, gives you information on the end times, I believe Enoch, the book of Enoch gives a little more detail. It's like when you study and you research and you have some general information versus when you research and you, you, you know, dig a little deeper and you have then some very specific information. And, um, you know, it's always good to have very specific information, um, especially when you're dealing with, um, you know, the Bible. Um, it's something that, that's real. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they were looking to keep us in the dark and not have this, you know, step-by-step, step, you know, a, a guide of what exactly is going on and what will happen. Sounds like it. <laughs> I would probably, you know, I, you know, I, you know, you have to say, you know, wonder sometimes, you know, the enemy's always at work, and I would just look at that personally as one of his works, you know, something that was done, like you said, to keep people in the dark, to keep people knowing, you know, a part of something that God very well wanted people to know more of and the truth about. 
Um, you know, so, you know, while, while I'm not saying that all extra biblical books are, you know, scripture per se, I am saying that if nothing else, you know, based on various evidence to be considered, um, you know, at various, you know, numerous times that the book of Enoch is mentioned in the Bible and even directly quoted, that that is something to take note of and to research and read yourself as well. Wow. Guys, understand what we're saying. I mean, you know, there's certain key things that I don't want to be lost. I mean, and, you know, you've heard a lot. I know, and we'll have to definitely do like a part two and a part three to this because it's obviously, you know, something that people are interested in knowing more about. But understand, I mean, that that sin of Adam and Eve, you know, it really did have, you know, a, a, a catastrophic effect on the world as we know it. And there were a lot of things that we think, oh, it's like, okay, yeah, you're going to have, you know, pain in childbirth, but there are also severe spiritual implications, you know, and Adam and Eve were not the only people that were cursed. We, as descendants of Adam and Eve, were not the only ones that were cursed, but the, also the seeds of Satan were cursed. You guys have to understand that. And that is where, you know, if we're talking about something that is clearly not of this world, not of the human nature, you know, mankind, we're talking about seeds of Satan who have mixed at this point with humans. And you look around at what's going on, you know, these were giants, clearly not of this world, you know, extraterrestrial beings. You know, you look at the book of Enoch, you look at things in Genesis and Numbers and Jude, and I mean, tons of other places, there's more than enough information that clearly tells you that there is clear evidence of things not of this world. So, I, I mean, I just want this show to be a, be a, a starter point for you and, and for your research. Uh, now, Osho, now, one thing that I did want to touch on this evening is that we talked earlier about the role of the government, you know, on the state level, and, you know, on, and as well as the national level, the military, but also other countries have become passionate about researching this stuff on a whole nother level. You mentioned to me some information that you discovered about the Vatican and their role in researching extra, extraterrestrial beings. What what can you share about uh the Vatican specific if you guys are unfamiliar about the Vatican that's you know the the, the foundation of the Catholic Church. What what uh is their role? What have they become passionate about doing as of late? Well, again, I, I would encourage everyone to, um, to pick up that book, Exo Vaticana, um, by uh, by Thomas Horn and Chris Putman, uh, Putman. Um It's you know, I would just say, I mean, they, they go into the book and about the uh, about the you know the Vatican that having been you know researching um, UFO for years, for years, um, you know, having created powerful telescopes to look and you know to see about the the ufos um even one in particular i believe the, the name of it is, uh, is project lucifer um and this and i just want to say very quickly this is not a slight against the, the catholic church at all this is a wake-up call uh for all christians uh, for all people period um this is not a slight against them but they did do research in their book um you know, like I said, they they found out information that this has been something that's been researched for years, um, even something that is uh, possibly being brought to a point of uh, of disclosure. And I'll just say that, um, you know, so that is something you know um, interesting that you know we really need to look you know be, we need to look into. 
Um, and we, we, like I said, where people are saying, well, is this real? Or, you know, I don't know. Uh, we're giving you some information here. Um, just like I said, even what the research has been done by the Vatican. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, just in speaking about government, Danon, and like you said, um, you know, what's going on with government, um, just as recent as last month, I think this is July, right, two months ago, there was actually a, uh, you know, a meeting held um, in, in D.C. On, the, on UFO disclosure. I just wanted to add that little caveat in there, you know, and, and if it should happen and how it should be done. It, this, that, that can be looked up in the Epoch Times. Uh, which can be looked up on the internet. Again, it, it was in uh, the May. This just happened in May. Uh, they were talking about, you know, officials, you know, uh, military people uh, giving their testimonies. People talking about should there be disclosure of UFOs. So obviously. Oh, so one thing that I think is, you know, we talk a lot about the entertainment industry, and I know we're skipping around because there's just so much information that I want to touch on this evening. But there's, you know, there's some videos out here. You know, uh, Katy Perry has a music video out. Uh, Lady Gaga, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, Beyonce. What what did you notice just in regards to the extraterrestrial animals, the mixing of these species, you know, from an entertainment standpoint that you wanted the people to know tonight? Well, even even as I had mentioned before, Dana, I just briefly touched on, well, you know, what were these? These angels were sleeping with the daughters of men, but what were they doing with the animals? Well, you have to also look throughout culture as well, you know, know, whether it be Greek mythology or other culture. What do you have? And you see oftentimes, you see these human-animal hybrids or mixtures uh, of, you know, maybe a bull with a man, you know, uh, a minotaur or a centaur, you know, a man with a a horse's body, right, or maybe a, a fawn or more and more commonly known, or, or I should say better known as a satyr, but most people call them fawns, a half man, half goat. Well, if you look at Katy Perry, I believe it's Katy Perry, her music video, I think it's her E.T. music video, then there are actually shots of Katy Perry's face, uh, which are, like when you look at the video, which are interspersed with rapid cuts of images of cheetahs, monkeys, you know, all different types of animals and flowers and, and, you know, fungus and different things like that. Now, remember, we said in Genesis 1 that God, as he was creating things, said he, that he created things after their own kind, right? And also, um, you also see in the video shots, you know, being, being done real quickly of her face with all these images together, almost making it look like it, it's just the same thing. Like it's, it's all one human, human, animal, plant. It's just the same thing. Um, it, it kind of blurs the lines between human and, and other, you know, and animal. Like I said, and, and plant. But the the real thing is that in the end of near the end of the video or some part in the video, they actually show Katy Perry at the end as a half human, half deer. Her body, like the lower half of her body is a deer. And not only that, there's this being that comes from above who she's walking with who almost looks like an alien-type being. So, again, what is Hollywood saying? What are they pushing on us? Right. There's another video uh, in the the Lady Gaga, Born This, vi- Born this Way, uh, where she's singing about some, some, some crazy stuff. I mean, I know you're familiar with that. What, what can you say about that uh, particular video? Well, just, you know, from that, that video, you know, you see, you know, Lady Gaga there, um, you know, in the video. Um, she, you know, she plays, it's playing around, I should say, it's kind of um, manipulating her identity, 
um, in that video. At one point, she's kind of displayed as, I guess you could say, like an alien goddess, almost. Again, we have that alien theme again, right? And then at another point as a zombie, which is a very popular thing now, as you said, as you mentioned earlier. Then like a dancer, then like some kind of humanoid life form. So, and then again, the video cuts between shots of her in all these different roles. So, so it almost seems like she's doing, you know, being all these things at once. You know, almost that like, you know, there's no, you know, this is all, you know, all together. Again, we have that commonality of all things, you know, being drawn all together. You know, like it's one thing. And so from there, um, you also have, you know, when you, when you do that and present things in that manner, uh, I think it's like, a, you know, it, it gets people desensitized. So then it's like, oh, okay, no, animals, you know, animals are, are great and everything. But it's like, oh, no, animals, oh, no, they're just as important as human beings. You know, uh, you know animals' life is just as you know, important as human beings, or animals and humans are all equal. It kind of falls within that, you know, Darwinist theory as well. We come from apes and things like that, you know. So if you came from an ape, then what's the difference between you and an ape? You're equal. So why shouldn't an ape be driving a car and going to work and have a job? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like, you know, we, we kind of disperse those lines, you know, of just like that, that movie that you mentioned, I think it's Warm Bodies, where you have a zombie, which is a, a, a being that is undead, that is dead but not dead, but walking around, just like the, the famous show The Walking Dead, which is one of the most popular shows of all time right now, um, you know, uh, sleeping with or being with a regular human being. And, again, you have something that is not of humankind and, as a matter of fact, is evil, conjoining or coming together with something that is of humankind. And that's exactly basically what you have in the video of Lady Gaga as well, these different things, you know, alien goddess, zombie, you know, uh, you know the alien you know, humanoid form, as though it's coming all together as one. Wow, and you actually mentioned uh, um, to me a, a movie about uh, entitled Drop Dead. If Drop you're familiar dead. with that, let, yeah, let them know what that's all about. Cause that's a very interesting uh, subject matter it deals with. Well, I know just in speaking of um, you know the, that movie, you know, I was thinking about the the one, the Warm Bodies one. Um, just just where those, you know, I never forget. I saw that in a movie theater, and I'm sitting there. And I think I was watching, I don't know why I was watching uh, a movie. And then all of a sudden this video comes up, uh, uh, you know, or this, uh, you know, they have the commercials or whatever, the advertisement for, for warm bodies. And I'm thinking to myself, what, you know, what in the world? I mean, obviously people are in these zombie movies and you're killing zombies and this and that. We've got a million zombie games. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden this guy is supposed to be a zombie is falling in love with this girl. And I'm looking around, I'm honestly looking around the movie theater, and I'm thinking to myself, does anybody else find this strange? Is there, is there anybody else, you know, like they say, it, it's just me, it's just me, you know, that, that says, like, what in the world are we showing people, you know, on the TV? You know, but you, you, you know, so like I said, and even in the Bible, you know, just to be more specific about certain things, it talks against, you know, a man, a person shall not sleep, uh, or a woman with an animal. These are things that were specifically talked about in the law of the Old Testament. Um, even in some, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jewish culture, like ancient Jewish culture, you know, in, touch, in terms of touching an undead body, and even in the Bible, you weren't supposed to touch things that were or dead. Excuse me, a dead body. It was unclean. You right. In fact, that's what we get. In fact, yeah. I was just going to read the scripture. It's uh, in Numbers nineteen sixteen. 
says, and if someone in an open field touches the corpse of someone who was killed with a sword or who died a natural death, or if someone who touches a human bone or a grave, that person will be defiled for seven days. And that's in Numbers 19.16. So you guys have to understand, when we talk about you know, Satanism and, and people who have become passionate about making a mockery of, of, of the word of God, you know, we, and this is, you know, if you missed our special on Satanism in the entertainment industry, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely go back and listen to that because we break all this stuff down. But there are people out there in high places who are very passionate about do, making mockeries so that, you know, the, the zombies phenomenon, like you said, the Walking Dead, World War Z, you know, warm bodies, I mean, and countless others, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, the list goes on and on. People are not only touching these zombies. And interacting with these zombies, which would, in the Old Testament, you know, lead to them being, you know, labeled unclean, but they're actually having sex with these beings. That's how right. sick these people are. They're making a mockery of it. They say, oh, we're not just going to have you touch it, which will lead to you being unclean. We're going to actually have you have a relationship, which goes right back to what they want to ultimately happen. Because if you look at, well, what happened when these people procreated before, you know, well, they formed... The seeds of Satan. Well, so obviously, if if you were talking about Satanists with a satanic agenda, clearly they want to put out their images that would lead to, you know, furthering the kingdom of Satan. You understand? And that's that's what's going on out here on a large scale. People who are are passionate about about you know making a mockery of Christianity and and lifting up and, and glorifying uh, satanic uh, ideologies. And and just wanted to say something about that real quick, Dadon. Like even like you said with the movie, I mean we've seen it for years. I mean even with with Dracula, uh, not to get too far off, but you say you know, you know you look at that Count Dracula. If you look at Leviticus seventeen eleven, it says for the life of the of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The life is in the blood. God is saying that He put life in our blood. What does Count Dracula do? He drinks blood. He right. sucks. He sucks the blood. Therefore, in essence, sucking the life out of people. And we see these type of things. Even when you know, when you look at zombies, you know, just an interesting scripture. I just wanted to note. We said, where is that? Zechariah chapter fourteen, verse twelve through fifteen. And it says, and the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses. Their flesh rotting away, their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. Read the rest of it. On that day they will be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will fight their neighbors hand to hand. Judah, too, will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the neighboring nations will be captured, great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothing. This same plague will strike the horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all other animals in the enemy camps. Let me just say something about that real quick. This is Zechariah 14, 12 through 15, and I want you guys to really read that. And, and, and you heard it just now. What does that sound like to you? These I told you a couple of shows ago, Hollywood, I mean, these shows, these movies are not just movies. They are political Social and spiritual statements You know They are a sign of what they Of things to come And things that these sick people Would like to see come 
And so this straight this is straight from the word. I mean, it's it's describing all of this stuff that Hollywood is putting out there. Zombies. The Lord will send a plague on the nations that fight against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses. Okay, these mm-hmm. this is what will happen to people who fight against Jerusalem. God's okay, people, they man. will be. They will become like cho- uh, like walking corpses. Their flesh will be rotting away. Their eyes will rot in the, their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. If that doesn't look like these zombies, you know, I don't watch The Walking Dead, but many of you do, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. That's what these zombies are portrayed to look like. You understand that? They will be. They, these people will be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. What do you see in these commercials for World War Z and all this other stuff? People going crazy, panicking. They will fight their neighbors hand-to-hand, people who they were friends with previously, their neighbors who they just broke bread with. They will fight them. Judah, too, will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of all neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothing. This same plague will strike the horses, the mules, the camels, the donkeys, and all other animals in the enemy camps. This is a clear indication of what will come, the sign of the times. This is what will happen, and these people realize this is what will happen. That's why they talk about it, and they can't wait for it to happen, because it means that will bring about hell on earth. These people who worship Satan, they want the end of the world to come. What they don't realize is that they will be judged and spend eternity in the lake of fire, but they're thinking it's going to be all one big party, but it's not. That's why they're 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 excited about it. Jay Z brags about it and raps about you know uh, you know life begins when the church ends. Jesus can't save you. Life begins when the church ends. All black everything. The speak you know the absence of the sun. You know this is what it will be when the devil roams the roams the earth as we know it. And so I you know in the, in Hollywood these are people who are passionate about you know putting images of this out there. So I don't. I want you guys. To, like I said, we, I told you we're going to talk about what the word says about what you're seeing around you, what it says about these these beings that are not of earth. Because I think it's weird. Like you know, we, we said earlier, like when you hear the word alien, you think of something weird, some little green monster, some you know flying saucer. That's not what these things are. This is anything that is not of humankind, that is of of, of strange flesh. You know, understand that, like, I mean, I'm just—I I could go on and on about this, but people—they—I I wanted to do this show because people don't really understand what that is, what these people are, and what you know. These are seeds of Satan. Go ahead, Osh. My bad. What were, what were we going to say about that? No, you're absolutely fine. Just you know, one thing to note as well: there are actually people that have formerly been in cults and practiced Satanism uh, who, after they became saved and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, actually have attested to seeing these creatures that we don't even believe are real. And there have been people that have attested to this, that have come out of these, uh, like I said, these cults and practicing Satanism. Um, you know, and like you, and like you said, Don, you know, you know, God, you know, the Hollywood rather, excuse me, continues to, continues to perpetuate this. And I want to just say for anyone who is in a cult or practicing Satanism, understand that the, you know the devil does not love you. He has nothing, uh, but he what, he what he wants to do is use you as an ends uh, to a mean or a mean to an end. 
you know, um, so so please get out. You know, please accept, you know, uh, seek the Lord. He will save you. And, and, you know, so I just want to say that to anyone out there, God will save you and he can. And please come and, out that's of that. A great, and, I, and I'm glad you said that because when you, yeah. you know, another thing that people don't realize is that when you hear the word cult or you hear – you know, the label, you know, Satanist or, you know, things like that. You think of these weirdos, people dressed in all black, these these goth, you know, type of weirdos out there. But it's really not that. You know, that's not really what it is on a large scale. It's it's people who are passionate about, you know, you know th- these secret societies. You know, those are, are what you would consider cults. You know, those are people who all have similar beliefs that are clearly not of God. You know, and anything that is that is an organized organization, you know, that that believes in a higher being, or or considers themselves to be spiritual, but that spirit is not Jesus Christ and is not God as we know it, then it's you know it's a cult, you know, it's satanic, and I think that you know that's why I did the show on Satanism and, and what it is and how people practice because it's you know it's 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 not. There are a lot of misconceptions out there about what's going on and what people believe. A lot of your favorite celebrities are, by definition, Satanists. You know, a couple people just to throw out there: Oprah Winfrey, Will Smith, Kanye West, Rihanna. I mean, you know, these are you know uh, Tom Cruise. These you know, these, a lot of these celebrities out there have the exact same beliefs of proven Satanists. I posted a link, a video, uh, actually maybe several months ago. That had specific interviews with actual current Satanists, and then it flipped directly to interviews with Will Smith, with Oprah Winfrey, with Kanye West, with Rihanna, and they were saying literally the exact same thing as these Satanists who were current practicing Satanists. Oh, is that not amazing? I mean, I, I think the one thing to understand is that um, for anyone, and this is just you know what it is who does not accept Jesus Christ as Lord. The Bible says that that's the spirit of the Antichrist, you know, um, and the spirit of the Antichrist is specifically the spirit of Satan, the Antichrist. You know, he he, he is the one that you know that that is you know seeking to bring the Antichrist to Earth. So you, when you leave yourself open in that area, it becomes you know very easy to be pulled in on deeper levels into. Um, you know, um, you know, following the devil into doing what the devil, you know, him controlling you, and in that control, he can you know get you in a position where uh, you know not only is he is he controlling you, but he you know has complete control of you and has you in you know cults or in uh, you know different uh, things, whether it's you know whatever you know Scientology, different things that you know are not of God and do not um, you know please the Lord, and you know and. You know, so that's that's what that is. Um, and I just want to say earlier, just not off topic, but even when, you know, I was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and strange flesh, to anyone, you know, my heart just goes out, anyone that is, you know, that is in a lifestyle of homosexuality or lesbianism as well, I wanted you to understand about what I said earlier, that God loves you. God really does love you truly. Um, he wants you to come out of that lifestyle, but he loves you completely. And he wants you to give you a lifestyle that, you know, that will make you truly overjoyed and truly happy. So, you know, this is about setting people free. Like I said earlier, people being free from fear, free from all sorts of things, bondage, and knowing the truth of Christ and the love of God. In fact, real quick, I'll just say, as we get ready to wrap it up, um, there's, we actually did a whole show about a year ago on specifically on homosexuality, and what the Bible says about it. On tonight's show, we've spoken a lot about Sodom and Gomorrah and even the story of Noah. We did a whole three-hour show 
uh, Courtney and I on uh, just specifically dissecting the, those what the Bible says about what was going on inside of McMorris, how he feels about it, what the Word says about it all throughout the Bible. One of my personal all-time favorite shows, classic show, if you missed it, that, you know, society, the government, the entertainment industry is, is really pushing this homosexual agenda. Be clear, homosexuality is the driving force that led to Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed as well as the earth, the world being destroyed because Noah was the only person that God could find who was who was righteous. You understand that? So um, definitely check out the archives of that show if you missed it. Osho, what are some common misconceptions that you want to just make sure people leave with uh, having cleared up today about UFOs, about aliens, or really just anything that we've discussed on tonight? Well, just some... Um you know, just a few things like, as we said, as far as misconceptions, again, people believe that aliens are these beings, you know, from another planet, intelligent beings. Um, you know, they believe that they are a, you know, um, civilization, ancient civilization that perhaps even seeded us here and put us on Earth, which they did not. Um, but, you know, they also, you know, believe that, um, you know, they're, you know, you know, just these, uh, you know, beings that, uh, are maybe all powerful. They think they're all intelligent, which they are not. They may be more intelligent, but they're not all intelligent. The Bible talks about God being omnipotent. A aliens or fallen angels are not omnipotent. They don't know everything. Um, and, you know, so that's, you know, just, and they are not here to help us. I want to clearly, clearly make that point. If nobody else understands anything else, I said they are not here to help us, but they are actually rather here to use us. Um, which a lot of people report they're here to use this. Uh, women, a lot, oftentimes, as I said, look up miscarriages and women in UFOs as incubators um, and also the seed of our uh, sperm for men. So they're here to use us to set up the end, you know, uh, an end game in terms of what the enemy is seeking to do um, in the end days. Um, and so that's, you know, just a misconception. They give you a little bit of truth, just like the serpent did in the garden. Uh, they tell you about a little bit of truth and give you a lie. In the, and sell you a lie in the midst of it so that you can, you know, be destroyed. The Bible says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. When you look at what aliens, quote-unquote aliens do, or fallen angels, or, you know, or demons, or however you want to look at it, that's what they do. They steal, have been stealing animals, people. They've been killing, mutilating animals. There's also been reported human mutilation, which is highly undocumented, but it has been reported in some alien UFO cases. And they've been destroying destroying families, destroying lives, destroying people's souls and spirits, and sending them and leading them astray, trying to lead them into hell um, and destroy their bodies. Um, and, you know, Dana, I'll, I'll get into, you know, what the, the, the final days as well whenever you want to do that, but just wanted to state that. Yeah, we're like I said, I, I definitely this obviously we're going to need to do a you know a, a sequel to this show just to continue because we're just, you know I've been trying to skip around it and make sure we covered everything we want to touch on tonight, but there's there's tons more information, so much deeper we can go with it, but we wanted to just do an introductory show for people who may have been totally unfamiliar with this subject matter and just give you a little bit of an introduction so that when we come back. You know, so you guys can do some research, and then when we come back, we can have a much uh, you know different discussion on it. Um, Osho, go ahead and you know, obviously people want to if they want to know more about you, uh, if they want to know more about this subject and what you you know have said on it. Why don't you throw out your personal website uh, where you where you tackle a lot of this issue, where a lot of these documented cases can be found? Uh, what what is that site, and and you know where can people uh, 
you know, keep up with you. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I just want to say this. I mean, even because I, I don't want time to run out without saying that. I mean, just real quick, for anyone who has not accepted the Lord as Savior of your life, I mean, Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we just talked about this stuff. It's not a game. So I pray that you confess and believe and be saved in the name of Jesus. For anyone that's wanting to follow me, um, you know, my information, you can go to w www.endtimewarrior that's E-N-D-T-I-M-E W-A-R-R-I-O-R 777.com again that's www.endtimewarrior 777.com and you'll be able to see um, various information some of what we mostly you know what we discussed this evening uh, perhaps some more detailed information you'll be able to see in regards to Giants, UFOs, and other things like that. Um, so you can check me out on that site, um, and, and feel free to email. It's uh, meta.oh at gmail.com. Again, that's meta. Dot, uh, that's meta4, excuse me, meta, the number 4, dot oh at gmail.com, metaphor.oh at gmail.com. So you f- feel free to email me there as well. Excellent, man. Well, Osho, I, I appreciate you you being here tonight, man. This is a show that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, finally, I'm glad we finally got a chance to you know get it out there to the people. You and I, we talk about this stuff all the time, but um, it, it's been a pleasure having you here, guys. Everybody, uh, I thank you for spending your you know your Tuesday night. Or I'm sorry, your Monday night here with us this evening. I know a lot of you guys are still tired from the. You know, from the holiday and just, you know, but this is this is stuff that um, is important, you know, and, and it's important because it is biblical. And as you know, the Bible is is truth. And, and, and one of the things that Osho just said to, you know, kind of close this out is, you know, understand that the most important thing you can do is accepting the Lord into your life. Because if that without that, yeah. you're just out here living life like the rest of these guys, just like as sure as they're going to hell. You know, if you haven't accepted Christ and aren't passionate about Christ, then that will be your fate as well. So, uh, I, you know, it's it's always great to hear Osho. Um, you know, I've even seen Osho in action approaching strangers. You know, and I just you know want to say that we need you know more men, uh, you know, on fire for Christ like Osho. You know what I'm saying? Any any last thoughts you wanted to add to the people before we get ready to get out of here, man? Um, no, you know, I, I just, you know, just want to say just a quick prayer. Um, Lord, I pray to anyone that listened to this, this, uh, the session this evening that they be touched by your Holy Spirit, pray they be touched by your love and that they be changed completely in the name of Jesus and know that you will save them from anything, any disaster. God, touch them, show them your love and your mercy and draw them close to you, to you and to your Holy Spirit by the blood of Jesus Christ in Jesus name. Amen. Um, and, you know, just want to share that God loves you, all glory to God and everything. Um, he loves loves everybody and want, just wants them to know the truth. And the truth is Christ, and the truth is, is the word of God. Excellent, excellent, man. At, on that note, it's nothing else to say. I appreciate you all for listening, and we will see you all tomorrow night. Yes, I'm away, and when you're done.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.